The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. To you women who listen to this program, thank you. Thank you for getting it. Thank you for being strong and smart and appreciating satire. You know, I assume people listen to the program get it. I just assume people on the program get it. Sometimes people don't get it. No, sometimes they do not. They don't. I mean, I'll go home in the afternoon sometime and I'll, you know, things from the show will be going through my head and I'll think to myself, well, I, I hope Chris knows I was joking about that. I mean, he laughed and he knew it was, it was just an on-air <laughs> bit. And I'm like, yeah, Chris knows. There's never been an issue. No. But I think that from time to time because every so often, randomly, people we think will get it. You know, people on the show, a listener, whatever, mm-hmm. people get triggered and they don't get it. Mm. Nothing changed in our attitude, in our intent. Mm. Did it not land well with you if it was a joke? See, this is the this is what's going on with Roseanne. This is what was going on with Samantha B. The intent. What is the intent? And by the way, sometimes when you assume the intent, you assume wrong. Yeah. So letting stuff roll off, that's probably the best way to go. Just moving on, best way to go. We said it before, the only way, 100% guaranteed to not be offended is not be offended. It's that simple. I say this because the people were triggered yesterday. Yes, A whole lot of the women's is were triggered over the weekend by something I posted. Triggered by an innocent little post where I noted that Alyssa Milano, in a video she posted of herself crying on Capitol Hill, That she was emotional. (laughs) And the tweet was, do you have the tweet? It was, uh, wow, Uh, she's very emotional, or you're very emotional? uh, Wow, she's very upset. Upset. Perhaps she should buy herself something pretty. Okay. Now, people took that as me um, being sexist. Were you? what was sexist? What was the opening line? Wow. Wow. Okay. That shows my surprise, Mm -hmm. shock, wow, or look at this, disbelief. And then the second line, she was very upset. Mm -hmm. Was she upset? Yes. Very upset. She's crying at cabbage. She's got the the, the tissues. She pauses and reaches through it and talks about how she has worked her entire life on the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm -hmm. Which she hasn't, but <laughs> tearfully, and how uh, she has not had the same rights that men is has, oh. which she has, and uh, how women are kept down, which they're not. And <laughs> the tissue pausing and reading this laborious script she wrote, whatever, very upset. <laughs> so, number one, wow, showing my shock. Number two, she was very upset. Yes. Okay, people took that like I was mocking her, like like I like I was making a judgment about her being upset. 
You, what was the statement? If we read it back in a court of law, what does it say? We take it at face value. What's it say? Wow. She She's was very, very upset. upset. Was she very upset? Yes. Done. What's the problem here? Yes. And then finally, perhaps she should buy herself something pretty. Asking if maybe this one course of action will make her feel a little bit better. <coughs> What's wrong with that, Chris Cruz? I had to ask a bunch of people who were saying that it was misogynistic. It was part of the patriarchy, they said. <laughs> people said I was being offensive and sexist for simply saying, hey, maybe you should try yourself something pretty. What was your intent? My intent was to be a jerk and to be a smartass. Because Melissa Milano is a failure here. She's a hypocrite. She's a liar. And the ERA won't do anything. So it was to be entertaining, to be a smartass, and to be a jerk. Okay. But they didn't know that. <laughs> I have plausible deniability. I absolutely have plausible deniability. I kept asking him, um, so what's wrong with me saying buy yourself something pretty? Oh, you know what? It's stereotypical of women. Whoa, that's on you. Yeah, you, men can't buy themselves something pretty. I do that all the time. You buy yourself. Well, you might not be the best example there. People, men, males buy themselves things that are pretty all the time. Hey, I'm a male. I didn't say you weren't. I just said you're not the best example to use in this scenario. I do have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Did you apologize to your wife? For what? Did you apologize to your wife? Apologize for what? I'm not sure. You were being sexist. How was How I being? How does your wife feel about this? Oh, about that? Yes. Oh, my wife, see, she's like a lot of ladies in the audience here. She, uh... That's why I like your wife. She... <laughs> That's she why I like your it. wife. She, uh, Actually, she's a she little knows. bit... She has a little bit, like, up on you on that one. Yeah, see, when it comes to a lot of things, uh, when you're like... I mean, sure, like, uh... Uh, Alyssa Milano and others like that conservative. He's so far on the right. My wife is like so far. I'm like looking over. I'm squinting my eyes. I'm getting the binoculars going. I've lost her. She's moved <laughs> even farther to the right. <laughs> Where are you? I'll be there in a moment. <laughs> oh, about some things. You want to talk about uh, uh, Tiger Mom? Oh, yeah. Oh, she does not play. There's right and wrong. It could not be more black and white. There are no shuttle, subtle shades. It is two colors, two genders. Shut the hell up. Get to work. Do your job. Nothing to see here. Suck it up. Right? I mean, this is... Yeah, yeah. So then I just kept playing into it all weekend. I can tell. I just kept playing and having fun with you it. You trigger some uh, leftist yeah, uh, celebrities. Yeah, a couple of them like Tara Strong. Yeah. Who I didn't know, and then I realized I kind of knew her work. Okay. She does a lot of voiceovers for cartoons and whatnot, mm. a bunch of uh, DC ones and that. Mm -hmm. The one I didn't know, she did Timmy Turner on Fairly Odd Parents. Oh. And I saw that, I was like, oh, Tara. I love Timmy Turner. I've been giving you business back and forth, but I really like your work. I do. She's really good. She really is. She's amazing. She is. She I mean, really there's is. very few voice talents that can change their voice that much. Mm -hmm. Man, that's a skill. She's She's got it, and uh, it's just it's a shame she's crazy. <laughs> it is. I mean, I even offered her that. I'm like, guys, just because we have a See, it's so funny. They are so hypocritical. They are so lost. Yeah. You know, I even finally laid it out there. I was like, I was being satirical the whole time, and they're still not getting it. Vapid. Completely lost. I mean, they're so triggered, so sensitive. They have made themselves so sensitive to this stuff that they cannot 
get the satire. They're just enraged. They're just, like Glenn says, addicted to the rage. <clears throat> so I kept playing the satire, and finally I was like, listen, Tara. I even did genuinely offer a compliment, but I said the next day, because I had commented on something she would posted about immigration, and I, she was like, you know what you're doing. I was like, listen, you want serious? Here it is. Um, I was being genuine when I said I like your work. She really is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the rest of this stuff goes, you want to do good in the world? I'll make the same offer I made to Alyssa Milano and a bunch of other leftists. Do you want to do good? Do you really want to bridge the divide? Do you, honestly, or do you just want to hate people on the left? Do you just want to you know, be stuck in your values and ideas and principles or whatever? Or do you want to find common ground and do good? If you want to do good, I can help you. I've been looking for people on the left that actually get it, are not so hypersensitive, and could say, hey, let's find common ground, things we can all agree on. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is the foundation of America. And I even told her, I said, hey, you want to do that? DM me. We'll set it up. We'll figure something out. If not, fine. I understand. I'm not losing any sleep over you. Have a great day. That's it. Uh, Let me check. I have not gotten a DM. (laughs) <laughs> I actually like some of the I comments like snowflake radio host triggered by backlash oh that was that's sexist. some chick running for office in Iowa yeah. against Steve King yeah <laughs> okay what's her what's her name dude uh, Kim Weaver yeah mm-hmm. Kim my question for you is actually pretty simple um, what are you gonna do uh, this uh, this December for a job. <laughs> I love because I know what your job is not going to be. I love it. It's not going to be a member of Congress. <laughs> she's all about the woman power, right? Like empowering yes. woman. Her first line: hmm. "Activist for the common man." Not common woman. What about the common woman? <laughs> wow! Wow! Really, activist for the common man. Yeah, she's all hopped up. She's got a few months. She's she's all in there. She's got about four and a half months. She she's gonna get in there and fight and do it, and then it's oh, Kim. Um, take it from Hillary. Don't book the fireworks yet, <laughs> or the glass ceiling. Don't do that. Don't do any of that yet. I'm just helping you out there. Steve King got a pretty good lock. Pretty good lock. In I think that's who she's running against. See. There are so many women in the audience that got it. By the way, I kept doubling down and using sandwiches and my wife, uh, my wife's got it. Oh, people are like, uh, so I feel sorry for your wife. All these comments. And I was like, sorry for her. She's got it. Great. You should be know. sorry for me. Exactly right. And I was like, uh, she clearly understands the sandwiches I like. You know, I mean, I was just playing into the entire thing. Again, they don't get it. And so many of the women in the audience got it. They're like, oh, yeah, you rule the roost. They get it. I don't rule anything in my house. Seriously, I have no control. Anyone listens to that program gets it. Ladies who listen to the program, especially, thank you. Thank you for understanding. If uh, if you're new to the program and you, you don't know, let me go ahead and lay it out. See, it's a joke. It's a, it's a gag. We don't we don't normally go ahead and just lay this out, but I feel like every once in a while for people who are new to, new to the program, we have solid core values and we're really consistent in them. We don't waver from. We get things wrong at times and often we get them wrong, we admit that. We have those solid core values of freedom and free markets. Beyond that, it's a joke. 
The entire thing is a gag. Not that it's not real or parts of it aren't real or based in our core values, but we bring it with humor. It's satire. It's sarcasm. This is who we are. This is what we do. For the record, in case you're wondering, all people should have the same God-granted, constitutionally protected rights. <gasps> what? <laughs> um, we should all treat people well. <gasps> now Doc's just lying. Is this part of the satire? No. <laughs> this is actually what we believe. Um, we need to be less sensitive and give each other the benefit of the doubt which is what I mentioned to Tara Strong. I gave her the benefit of the doubt. She's triggered all hopped up and likely a little bit crazy, but I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say she wants good things for all people. She just has a different approach to get there. So let's sit down and talk. She doesn't want that. We should all laugh more and remember two of the most important things about humor, the spirit in which it's intended and the setting. In other words, time and place. Also for the record, I adore... My wife. I tease her on the air, but I absolutely adore my wife. She is a better person than I am. She's smarter than I am. She's a hard worker and she's nice. She manages to pull all that off while being very, very nice, which I don't understand how that's possible. I sacrifice for her and my kids. I work constantly for them. This is who we are. This is what we do. Over the weekend, after triggering all of those people, I started thinking, you know, they were talking about the ERA. Um, in the spirit of the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, having said all of that in my monologue, I'd like to offer a hashtag that I think may help some women out. I mean, in the spirit of the ERA, such a powerful amendment, the Equal Rights Amendment, that is just one state away from ratification or was one state away, right? In the spirit of that, Hashtag make life better for women. Hashtag make life better for women. So if you use that, you know, just offer something that will make life better for women. Like um, move the stove into the bedroom so they have to walk less to make sandwiches. I mean, wouldn't that make life better for women? Yes, yes. Hashtag make life better for women. Use smaller words. So they understand. Now, somebody over the weekend, maybe James in Alabama, maybe who it was, said uh, he likes to use memes because pictures, Mm, they understand pictures much better because then there's no words or fewer words, you know. (laughs) So hashtag make life better for women. Write a list of what are acceptable sandwiches. Oh, that way they clearly know. So if you're like, is this tuna fish? I don't like tuna fish sandwiches. It's not on her. The pressure's not on her. Just go ahead and list it out there. And I'd say even prioritize them. You know, I like roast beef primarily. Every once in a while, turkey's fine. You could throw a curveball in there and make me chicken salad. But you leave with the roast beef. So write a list of what are acceptable sandwiches for her to make. Hashtag make life better for women. And these are just ones I'm throwing out there. Just uh, I was thinking something like make sure to purchase the highest quality vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah. To more easily clean up sandwich crumbs off of the couch. I'm sorry, but I'm going to take it a little bit further. Yeah. Cleaning products. Like Genesis 950. Genesis 950. That would absolutely be a solid one there. That would be hashtag make life better for women. Uh, make sure the clock on the stove is functioning properly. Oh. And five minutes ahead. 
So she'll always be on time with the sandwiches. sandwiches. Yes. See what I'm yes. saying there? Because, you know, women are a little delayed in there. You know, sometimes they get a little with the with the blah bitty blah and watching their soap operas all day and, you know, primping in front of the mirror and calling their girlfriends and tickle fights. And I'm, I'm digressing here. Anyways, hashtag make life better for women. Always let them know when you have finished eating your sandwich so they can get cleaning those dishes right away. Mm. Honey, yeah. I finished my sandwich. Because they're waiting around to finish. You know, you don't want them. That's got to be annoying. If they're just sitting around waiting for you to finish so they can get cracking on all those dishes and your plate and whatever. Or maybe they're maybe they've already done the rest of them. They've loaded the dishwasher. They're just waiting for that last plate, waiting for the last plate. Let them know. Don't just, you know, sit it there and expect them to be a mind reader about no, this stuff. No, they're not. Clearly communicate what you want. Hashtag make life better for women. You probably want to include hashtag ERA with that just to make sure lots of people see what that we're trying to help this morning. Right? I mean, oh, yes. They have to throw that in there as well at the bottom or something. Hashtag ERA. All right. We'll get some of those coming up on this, the Morning Blaze. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, see, that's what I like. I like that people are willing to help. I like that they're willing to help with hashtag make life better for women. Of course, our audience loves to help. See, Tommy, this is what I'm talking about. Hashtag make life better for women. Put a beer refrigerator in the living room so she'll not have to walk as far to get a beer for him. You know, (laughs) that's really smart. That's good. That's thinking. I mean, you're not trying to make their life bad. You're trying to make their life better. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Keep her shoes by the front door so she can find them easily when she takes the trash out and goes grocery shopping. Oh, yes. yes. And, and during those cold winter months up north uh, when she goes out to shovel the drive. Yes. Yes. It's right there. You know, make sure she has warm things. You don't want her cold out there. Kathy in the Berg, mm-hmm. a woman uh, saying uh, tattoo of maps on forehead so uh, men follow directions. Mm. That's yeah. a great one. Great one. Put it all out there. You got DMXDM saying ergonomic handles on snow shovels. Oh, those are nice. Hashtag make life better for women and uh, hashtag ERA. Also, hashtag ERA now is one they're using. I'm just saying if you want to make sure people realize that, hey, we're in there to fighting. help them. I mean, helping. Sorry, fighting, not fighting. Help them out. Help them out. Help the ladies. Help the women's is. Absolutely. <laughs> We're there with you. You know, you mentioned Genesis 950, and I think I you're right. I think that is a real solid way. If you go to Genesis950.com, that would be a real solid way to help the ladies. Somebody mentioned over the weekend, I can't remember who it was, about cleaning up a candy bar that was left in their car. Oh. I think that's what it was. It was a chocolate and caramel candy bar that was left mm. in there and kind of got all ground in the hot summer oh. down on the floor mm. and stained or whatever. And they're like, this stuff works. All you have to do is go to Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. It's a cleaning product that works on multi-surfaces, uh, multiple surfaces. So you can use it on your carpet. You can use it on your countertops, your linoleum floors. You can use it to clean out the refrigerator. You can even use it on your clothes. Genesis950. It's one cleaner that does all of those things. And it comes in a concentrated form. So you're not buying all the bottles from the store. You're not getting all those different cleaners, which by the way, those 
those things are expensive. Just go in there and look at like some sort of mildew, re- mildew remover and then price out there just your standard 409 or <coughs> some sort of soap scum. All these different products. That stuff is expensive. Genesis 950, one product, concentrated form that does all those things. You don't have all the clutter in the cabinet, any of that stuff, it works. Genesis950.com. If you order now and use the promo code BLAZE, you're going to get a uh, free bottle, spray bottle, because you got to dilute it down, and also a discount. Genesis950.com. Love the stuff, and you will too. According to a study conducted by two British researchers, open offices are sexist. What do you mean? You know the off- open office plans where people don't have desks per se. It's like, oh, oh whatever. the Glenn Beck thing. Yeah, kind of like yeah. big tables yeah. where there's no cubicles, yep. no walls. Um, yeah, they studied the local government's transition to an open office style. They interviewed 27 women. I mean, it was a Ooh. big study. And wow. 13 of the men's. How did you get them out of the kitchen? It's a, right, I know. That's pr- they probably would have done more, but there's so few women in the offices. Yeah. I mean, the offices they studied, it was 27 to 13 in favor oh. of women. But, you know, they, spent, uh, they also spent some time around the office. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Their research was published in Gender Work and Organization. Oh. Apparently that's a publication. I'm sure hey. you get that, right? Yes, Gender, of Work, and Organization. Every person 15. The findings say, number one, although women felt that the open office space uh, made things more fair and equal, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they thought that was more fair and equal. They also felt that the office style, which was designed by men, was discriminatory against women. Of course. Because some felt they were constantly being watched or having their appearances judged. Oh, shut up. I'm guessing the hot ones Uh, had that happen. Ugh. Pete keeps looking at me. No, he's and I'm not, trying Doris. To Doris, work. you're 700 pounds overweight. No, you got a cleft palate and a club he foot. Is looking no, at he's me. not. He's trying to look avoid looking at you. He's look wincing. He's hoping that you'll step to the side and uh, get uh, Sarah out of your shadow because that's who he's trying to look at. Oh, come on, man. Really, people are. If you're not hot, they're not looking at you in the office. If you are hot, yes, they are ogling. Um, they're fantasizing about you. Yes, that's true. The researcher said men in particular often in groups look obsessively at women. If they're hot, yes. You look obsessively at things you find attractive. Paintings, or, food. You're like, oh my God, look at that. How did that come out of Oh, that? that could be, yeah, that's true too. You're, <laughs> you're mocking. Oh my God, Steve, they just hired somebody. Look at, look at, oh look at, 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 it's like being on the airplane. You're going, I hope they keep passing by. They're not in this. Oh, thank gosh. Thank not gosh, in this clump. Then the other clump. Steve, sit over here. No, no spaces to this. I don't want to sit next to you. <laughs> and by the way, the ladies are doing that too. Oh, and probably worse. Also, they found that some women said they began to dress nicer and wear more makeup. Good. So this Good. has a benefit. Good. One of the ladies said to fit in with the modern clean aesthetics of the building itself and a dress code was uh, and a dress code that was widely accepted. She departed from the usual preference for wearing jeans and no makeup, adopting a smart trouser suit and putting on makeup, beautifying its office beautification. Thank you. Shouldn't we all be happy about that? Yes. Also, they found. Another way open office uh, designs are sexist. Okay. Open offices do not have private places for women to go and have emotional breakdowns. <laughs> that sexist right there. 
What are you talking about? So you're telling me that all the women need a place for them to break down and cry? By the way, this is the reason Alyssa Milano is an actress. Because offices don't have places for emotional <laughs> breakdowns. One woman said, if you're upset about something, there's nowhere to go. There's a bathroom, sweetheart. There's I mean, nowhere to go. How yeah. about this? How about you suck it up till you get off work? Yeah. Go to the car. Have a cigarette. There there could be that as well. Yeah. yeah. Just have a mm-hmm. cigarette. You can do that. You could just uh, walk outside. And just take you a could, breather. Uh, how about this? At work. Work. <laughs> and at home, do a home stuff. But what if I want to cry? Tip. Just a little bit crying. Um, yeah, not in this office. There's no space here. Do you think we need one? Is that what you're saying? Yes, we need one. Okay, perhaps we'll get that done for you. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today and hashtag make life better for women. I'm sure mm. that's going to go viral. <laughs> the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Are people helping women still? Yes. They're helping them? Yes, they are. Hashtag make life better for women. Uh, you got a couple of one here. You got Larky Farkin tuning out. Make life better for women. Help her break the glass ceiling by hiring her, by hiring her to clean other men's houses too. Oh, that is a great so idea. So not only she cleans your Hiring house, her out. You just pimp her. I mean, you just hire, let's say hire her out. Hire yeah, her yes. out, right. Oh, mm-hmm. that is. So... It's a career path, too. Yes. She no longer has to decide. You're setting her up for success. Excellent. So, and she's not having to decide between a job no. and home. Nope. Should I be a professional lady or home? You can be both. Yep. You can clean our house and clean other houses and then make sure to bring the money home. Yep. And don't you don't have to worry your pretty little head about finances, mm-hmm. which is one of the things I explained to you know, some of those Hollywood types about my wife. She doesn't have to worry about, no, about no, such things. No. And farm tech, Steve, he's a pharmacist or somebody that works with, farm, with pharmaceuticals. Uh, or he on says, a farm. Uh, put a kit together for those mm-hmm. special times that include hygiene products, chocolates, and tissues. Oh, little kit. So kits. like a little kit. So you could just go to it. Yeah. You don't have to say a so thing. Like, when you know it's a, particular, a particularly difficult time, just go. you just go, here you go. That's a good idea. That's a really and, good and idea. You know Paul, what, ladies? I got to think you'd like that. It's just course. randomly your husband handed you a kit with certain products and chocolates and, and tissues. tissues. and. You tell me that's not a great like husband My or dog. boyfriend? I think that's... That, that, that should win husband of the year. If I'm if I'm a wife or a girlfriend and, and somebody, I'm like, wow. You are so thoughtful. So thoughtful maybe a little calendar with you know marked when you i think you want yeah probably yeah so or you know um i'll see you in a couple of days Mm. just give them lots of space hashtag make life better for women so you hand them the kit i'll see you in a few days you hand them the kit it's funny because you hand them the kit Mm -hmm. and there's a plane ticket but it's not for you you'd be like it's a, a, a present for I'm you. I'm going to give but you your space. It's I'm that I'm leaving you. you. I'm, I'm going to get out of yes. your hair. I'll be eat back. your salty potato chips. Eat your days. sweet chocolate. Yes. 14. Yes. 
if that's what's going on at home, you might want to reconsider that engagement there. I'm just saying 14 days. Wow. Okay. Wow. Get the uh, tweets in with the hashtag make life better for women. Got to tell you about Earthwater. It's unlike anything else in the market. And now your opportunity to become a ground level participant as an affiliate in the Earthwater affiliate program has been officially launched. I love earth water. I drink it constantly. I've been running again, trying to get back in mm-hmm. shape. And it's true. It It's adding those trace minerals that I don't normally get. So if I'm done, I'm like, all right, chug down. Uh, let's go for the earth water. Get the earth water it's done. It's so bougie, too. It's like, does your water have <clears throat> 70 trace minerals? You can look down at people. You can, you can <laughs> scoff at them. You're like, what are you drinking? Clear water? Wow. Please. Okay. Please. It's true. It works. And it just... Tastes like water. When you become an Earthwater affiliate, you'll be given the opportunity to share your unique ID link with others, and then you'll make money off of it. By becoming an affiliate, you'll be able to reserve your position in the network marketing tree with the direct market model when it's launched later this year, and you'll establish yourself as an Earthwater brand ambassador. Plus, Earthwater is going to pay you 40% weekly commission Mm. on all orders placed by your customers. That's right, 40% now. Earthwater has partnered with Amazon, so what that means is that all of the orders are going to be taken care of by Amazon yeah. with free shipping and handling. All you have to do is share the link. Yeah, so you're not going, oh, crud, I got to drive over and drop off this case of water tonight. No, you don't have to worry about anything. MSM will do it for you. You're really, you're really the marketing of this. Yeah, you're, That's getting, what this you're really, getting paid to spread the word. Spread the word, and why not? Uh, especially if you like the product, and I know so many people do. You might as well do this. It's an easy thing. It's like some of the apps we've talked about over the years where you don't have to do much. You just, you know, set it Click up. and go. Yeah, you set it up and forget it. Set it and forget it. You set it, you do what you're doing. You're like, oh, okay. Well, think about this. So if you set up with this affiliate program and it's really a turnkey business, if you set it up today and you're going to use the product anyways, mm-hmm. let's say over the next four or five years, you casually happen to tell three or four people, just three or four people about it. You're making money, 40% off of those, even just three or four people, which is likely going to pay for your supply. You see what I'm saying? Even if you're not going to be out there working it actively like a business every day, it could work that well for you. We're always looking for those added streams of income. Mm -hmm. And if you like the product anyways, and I know a lot of you do, you might as well do it. It's an incredibly easy turnkey business opportunity that could be big for you as well. You could actually make it a huge business. Join Team Earthwater. Go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Again, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Join today. At, what is it? TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com <coughs> That's right. I was not going to pay attention, were you? Let's see what's going He had it in front of him. I was like, wow, he really got it. I was like, he hesitated first and he went so solid with it. All right. Hashtag make life better for women. I like this one. Allow them to enter politics by working for Bill Clinton. Oh, you're right. Back on the Clinton campaign. Mm-hmm, That's a good mm-hmm, one for you. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Uh, you also have a um, dude named Drake tweeting out, make life better for women. Move closer to Laura D. So all the food she's posting gets delivered faster. Oh, that's a good one. Helping Laura ladies, D. Ladies helping ladies out. They're all about the ladies helping the ladies. She had some uh, some nice pics over the weekend. Oh, too. Yeah, Look at she this. Did. 
They had eggs and potatoes. Mm. But I even tweeted out, too. Notice the presentation. So she's got kind of a little scramble thing going mm-hmm. in there. But, but she's the got jalapenos. the japolinos yes. right on top in the middle of the flower thing. And I even told her, I said, that's a nice presentation. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, eggs and potatoes, they're a little bland looking. You get a little green in there. It looks real nice. <laughs> she has a mean looking burger there. Look at that. Do you know? I I like burgers when you make them at home and you put them on the onion rolls. Oh yeah, you know the, mm-hmm. the onions on top of it, the built in. Those are because those rolls are kind of sweet too. Really solid stuff there. Hmm. Hmm. What? I know Chef Patrick is probably going to need some help at Spoonie dot com. Lori D's a uh, well, she's a professional now. Oh yeah, she's got her catering business. Mm-hmm. Just saying, maybe there's an opportunity there. You know for. Something. Oh yeah, you got, I got Duana. Sounds like a girl mm-hmm. saying, "Attach a mirror to her forehead so she can check her makeup." Oh, that's nice. That's really good. Solid, solid. Go on vacation anywhere during her time of the month so she has peace and quiet. Says Larky Farkin. Yeah, I think that's what we're going through with the kit too. And you want to make sure she understands. You know, keep it simple. So many of the words, oh, it's not yeah. getting through to them. Hand Mm-mm. them the kit. Here it is. Potato chips, chocolate, mite, all tissues. Here you go. Boom. I'll see you in five days. Mm. Unless I'm having a lot of fun in Vegas. Then I'll see you in seven days. (laughs) You got RJ tweeting out, uh, make life better for women. women. Buy her a panini press for quick and easy sandwich making. Quick and easy what making? Sandwich making. Sandwich making. Thank you. And... um, I think it's the world's most okay cop uh, called me out, or the most okay cop called me out over the weekend because I spelled sandwich with one M, and then we oh, had a little dispute. Yeah, is sandwich with two, two M's, M's or one? It is two. It is two. I, I, we may have to put it in front of the men's council. <laughs> Trust see. me, they're like sandwich. Yes, it's, it's, it's double. M. I was thinking maybe you get rid of one of the M's and keep it simple for the ladies. Mm. So maybe it's officially sandwich with two M's, mm-hmm. but with the ladies, just use one. Sandwich. So they understand. Got it. And Hashtag it make down. life better for women. Just We're get here them in for women. Us. We are. Just over a year ago, 19-year-old Nikki Yovino from New York first had to share a really painful story with police, the details of being raped by two football players at Sacred Heart University. Mm-hmm. She filed rape charges against them October of 2016. She explained that the assault went down inside a bathroom at an off-campus house party. It was pretty graphic. But the the short version is she was in the they took her in the basement, mm-hmm. in the bathroom down in the basement, and they held her down and took turns raping her. Oh wow. And she went to police and filed charges and had to tell them that story. I can't I can't imagine what it must be like to have to share the story. That's probably the reason so many women that, or anybody who's been raped, men as well, don't share because you're reliving it as you tell it. Every time you tell it, you just... You're telling it. So you wanted to just like try to forget it, try to forget it. But if you want, you know, justice, justice, the police involved, you got to tell that story. Mm -hmm. It's got to be horrible. The thing is about her story about being insulted in the Mm -hmm. basement, it was all BS. It wasn't true. Oh. She finally admitted that in court. She admitted that she's been lying the entire time. Wow. For a year and a half, she lied about being raped. The wow. truth was, she had consensual sex with these two football players, huh. as they stated from the beginning. Huh. And finally, after dragging their names through the mud, after they left school, after they've been a victim of online and in person attacks, being called rapists, 
She finally admitted to that in court as part of a plea deal because the prosecutors knew something up. Um, and she uh, got a reduced sentence to one year in jail. What? No. No. What's that, Chris? No. What's, that, what's the matter, Chris? What's the matter? No. One year in jail for Sorry. damaging these Sorry. guys' lives? They will never get beyond this. They're part done. Of, part of, they're out of school. They're, they're done. done. Right. Even though she lied, even if they carry around the newspaper clipping of she lied, if they carry around videotape on a, or, or on their phone, the Audio. evidence of her in court saying, "Here, I, this is her, it will not matter. The damage is done. Oh, wow. In today's world, in the court of public opinion, which we know, we've proven over and over again, matters more than actual court. Yep. Actual facts. Actual None of that matters. She will never, or they will never live down what she claimed about nope. them. Because there are some people that will never hear the truth. Nope. Those that hear the truth will go, ah, sure, they pressured into blah, blah, make an excuse. There'll be some of these crazy leftist types that I battle over the weekend that will not even be able to process. Well, you know what? That just makes up for all the men who got away with it or some crazy stuff like that. Imagine these guys go for... Job interview, <laughs> and which is something that's becoming pretty standard now. They do a little Google uh, search. Little Google search. They check their social media history. Pete Smith. <coughs> oh, oh, what's this? The charge with rape? And you go listen. As I explained, I put it up there at top. I put it in my email. I was acquitted of those charges. She admitted in court she lied. There was nothing to it. I didn't do any of that. What are you doing as an HR manager? Are you going, hey, Pete, wow, that must be horrible for you. Let's talk about your future here at DocTech. Yeah. No, you're going, mm. I don't want any, I just, I don't want any problems. I want this clean. And do you blame the HR rep for doing that? No, no I don't, don't. Because uh, guess what? Let's say you're convicted of rape. Yeah. What are you telling them when you get done? Ah, it wasn't exactly how it, you're saying some of the same lines. Yeah. As an HR rep, as, a, as someone who hire, you're just like, listen, I don't want, just want to back off. Let's, I want to hire the person you go, hmm, got a nice resume, good interview. All right, you're hired. There's yep. no issues. And, and the worst part is these guys have it worse. <laughs> they get, they got it worse than anybody. They didn't do anything wrong. And they're being treated like rapists. And, and in today's not. world, and rape is, oh. forget it. Rape, rape of a child in many ways worse than murder. Oh, yes. Yes. The innocent. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's how The you're, innocent, yeah. So a year in jail, is that enough? Nope. I am. Mm, and I hate sending people to jail. So do but, I. But this girl ruined two people's lives. Yeah, you're right. She she, she victimized two people. She claimed to be a victim. She actually victimized two people. And for a, <coughs> Doc Thompson, aren't we supposed to take rape serious? We're supposed to take it serious. And if you want us to give you the benefit of the doubt, all women are to be believed. Remember that? Thank that you. stuff or whatever? Yes. Uh, she was believed in what happened. They went and talked to these guys. They're no longer in school. They're no longer... They're not on the football team, which it probably they're not getting their education. Yep. You know the difference between people with the college education and those not when it comes to what you make over the course of a lifetime? A lot. Exactly. Plus, you're going through this stress and trouble a year. 
No. <laughs> In today's world especially, mm-hmm. if you falsely accuse somebody, you've got to serve the time they would have served. Yep. That's, that is docs rule. No, that, I may have to be rule six. I may have to present that in front of the official council. And I will actually back you up on that because it, it makes no sense why you ruin, <laughs> and I'm going to keep saying it, ruin two guys' lives because of a lie. And not just a little lie, a big lie. You call these two men rapists. Yeah, not thieves, not rapists. Rapists. And, and ladies, here you are. Oh, boo, she's boo-hoo-hooing on camera mm-hmm. and everything else and social media. And Why? Because you didn't want people to know you diddled them both? I don't know. Whatever crazy stuff you have going through your head doesn't matter. Mm-mm. The prosecutors dropped the ball on this one. Yes. I know they got a plea bargain, and maybe they were just wanting these guys' lives to get back to normal as much as possible. I get it. But sorry. You have to... What, is, what would be the average time for rape? You don't even have to go by the official standard punishment. Ten years? Or you could, you could go, let, I don't know what it is in New York, 20 years, 10 years, four years, whatever it is. Mm. If it's 10 years, you got to serve 10 years. Or you could take, what is the average amount of time that a rapist gets in New York? We've determined over the last 50 years, there's been 7 million rapes and blah, blah, blah. And these guys got, you know, an average of 12 years. Guess what? That's what you got to do, Nikki. That's the amount of time you have to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to be registered a, um, a sexual predator. Oh. You have to be put on the list. Yeah, so you have first. Think, think, think about that. Shouldn't she be read? Shouldn't she be on the list? Yes. Yes. What? Oh, she lied about a rape. She's a predator. Put on the list. She needs to have that same scarlet letter following her around that she was trying to pin on these guys. Yeah. So the so first, second, and third degree, they're all felonies. The third degree rape, four years. Second degree rape, one to seven. First degree, five to 25. She's got to do a minimum of five. She I ha- think that's that's yes. me being incredibly generous. Yes. Incredibly generous. I will say this will be a third degree rape because this is up to four years. And I cannot believe that anybody who is on the left that's screaming about the Me Too stuff shouldn't also be calling this girl out because you're casting doubt on every other person who comes before a judge or um, a cop and says, I've been raped and have to tell that story. I wasn't joking about that. That's incredibly difficult for people. You're automatically feeling like it's you, that you did something wrong. You've been violated. It's the most personal of things. And here she's lying about that. Hmm. Where is the left calling her out and saying she needs more jail time? Hmm. And what's going to happen afterwards? She just gets out? She's not going to have to go through therapy? Hmm. Sorry, you got to go through some therapy too. I, I was stunned when I saw it was less than a year. Wow. She may have gotten some time served too. I don't know. Of when course. she starts. Of course. She's going through this. That means if she went in today, by next summer, she's, she's clear out. and free. She's good and to go. She moves on with her life. She moves on with her life. What's going to. Because nobody's going to remember no. her. Everybody's going to remember the rapists that were not rapists for the rest of their lives in right. New York. Right. And what will hers say? If, she, if she's honest on her resume and says, Have you been convicted of a felony? Yes. In fact, I don't even know. Is that no, a I felony? Don't, I don't think you said felony. It's. <clears throat> Filing a false report. That's not a felony. And interfering with police. That's not a felony either. I don't think they are. Mm-mm. So let's say, let's say that is part of the deal she agreed to a felony. Even. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you go felony, mm-hmm. right? And the HR manager says, oh, you've been convicted of a felony or whatever. What, uh, what was it? Oh, I filed a false police report. 
Oh, you little witch. That do, is do you exactly see? Am what I right? she's going to say. No, you're right. And then you're like, it was. it's a long thing. I, I Listen, I served my time. I, I learned my lesson. I filed a false police report. Wow. Imagine she <clears throat> were going against a job for one of the guys she accused. Yes. They, completely innocent. Yep. Acquitted of all. Her, their accuser, right? Proven to be false. And they go... We were accused of rape. It's not whatever the girl, somebody else says, like her, mm-hmm. yes, I served time, but it was a year. It was I filed a false police report. Oh. It was a mistake. I was 19. I was in college. I was dumb. Wow. As, a, as an HR manager, as soon as you hear the R word come out. Yep. You're done. You're done. I'm you not could. taking any chance, no. even though they were acquitted. Oh, so he pressured her. There likely was something, and then she finally... It was a, right? Oh, it was date rape. He got off. Where's the bell? All right, let me get a break in here. This is the Morning Blaze. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. By the way, I'm not just saying that about rape allegations. You accuse somebody of, of anything. Murder, you accuse them of um, robbery, whatever it is, assault. You got to serve that time. That, that should be the rule. We learned that in 2017 slash 2018, allegations will, can, you could lose your job. You, you likely will lose your job. One, because it's, it's either, over. either the company's trying to save some face, or two, they're like, oh, the allegations are way too serious. Mm, nope, sorry. Got to go, buddy. Yeah, they, they don't even want the 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 issue. They don't no. want the problems. And it's again, like, we don't blame them. They don't want the issue and no, the problem. I get it. I get it. But this girl, man, and Stinky got it completely right. She raped their lives. She did. Well, and what what is the problem, aside from the obvious when it comes to rape, is that you've scarred them for life. They're always going to remember it. It's always going to be out the psyche's there. Psyche's messed up. You're psych- right. You, it's it's a crime that keeps punishing yeah. people. You, you keep victimizing them, especially if they have a kid. Then <laughs> they have to see the kid's right. face every single every day single and, and remember. How- okay, guess what? Oh, I don't make enough money. Well, if I had gotten a college education, oh, hey, that girl wouldn't go. Oh, they didn't hire me because oh, why? Because of the allegations. This is this should be the rule. It's not just a bare false witness. File a false police report. You ruined lives to the level of rape. <sighs> Get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today and also make make life better for women. Make life better for women. Just looking for some suggestions to help them out. And while you're getting those tweets in, I want to tell you about Patriot Mobile. They have a great deal this month as well. If you're looking for a way to become politically involved but you don't have time, you can easily make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone, and that's with Patriot Mobile. It's the only non-progressive mobile company in America. They're conservative, but all the others are actually not just like middle of the road, we don't care about politics. They're all actively working against you. They're the only one that, Patriot Mobile is the only one that's in the fight for your values. They partner with conservative organizations to contribute a portion of the money that they bring in in profits to the causes that you believe in. Just go to their website, patriotmobile.com slash doc, and check out what those causes are. 
They uh, Their uh, cell phone, phone service is great. They've got great coverage and great customer service. They uh, support vital organizations that provide uh, national coverage on an unlimited plan for just $20 a month. Come on, man. Yeah, you can get unlimited plans for just $20 a month. This month, save big and get the iPhone 6S or a brand new Samsung J7 for only $6 a month. $6 a month plus. Come on, man. Unlimited plans starting at 20 bucks a month. Get yours while supplies last. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash doc, patriotmobile.com slash doc, or 800-A-PATRIOT. You got Libertarian tuning out. Make life better for women. More brass stacks on TMB. Wow. Do you think that's going to help? I don't know. Contractually prohibited. Oh. Oh, Two words. Sorry. Stephen English says, always call her princess. They like that. They do love that. That's right. That's right. Um... And just a, just a little fling on the nose when they do wrong. Just just Ooh, a little fling wow. with your middle finger and, and mm. thumb where you just kind of flick them right there on the nose when mm-hmm. they do wrong. Earworks it's just too. negative reinforcement so they know the boundaries. Don't no. do that. Just a little. No. No. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. warms my heart a little bit to see so many people trying to help women trying to help hashtag make life better for women and the women who are trying to help because that's women supporting women Mm -hmm. that's what i like Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. tear to my eye not not as emotional as Alyssa milano because no one can reach that standard but nevertheless emotional yes hashtag make life better for women you got the great jack holio (laughs) tweeting out Put the washer slash dryer next to the stove so laundry does not distract from the sandwich making. And we've already established you move the stove into the bedroom yes. so they can go right from one wifely duty to another. To another. With and a, boom, skipping a beat. Ladies, you're not even going to have to walk. I'm mm-hmm. thinking like a four by four foot area. You just boom, just a washer, dryer, stove. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kathy in the Berg tweeting out, make life better for women. Buy her a tray. This way she can bring your four sandwiches. Oh, I like so it. So now we're getting nice. to multiple sandwiches mm-hmm. making at a time. TJ Toppin, buy him a new apron from time to time so they feel pretty in the kitchen, <coughs> which we've established is actually the bedroom now. But yes, that's a great move. Excellent. Um, so, you, English. so you buy him something pretty is what he said. Yeah, you just buy him something pretty. Stephen English also, another great suggestion, don't make her cram her feet into uncomfortable heels. Keep her barefooted and pregnant. Nice. Nice. Do you know the number of people on Twitter that I kept asking, how is it offensive? Because mm-hmm. my initial tweet was in response to Alyssa Milano <laughs> on Capitol Hill. <coughs> wow, she's very upset. Perhaps she should buy herself something pretty. Yes. And when people are like, that's sexist. And I said, it was an observation and a suggestion. And there's like, the suggestion was sexist. And I was like, how? 
and none of them wanted to say it. Do you know why they didn't want to say it? Why? Because they knew they would be mentioning the stereotype. They knew. That was the beauty of how I wrote it. Yep. That they knew they would be the one pushing it. I could say, I don't know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. here, whatever. What, men can't buy themselves something pretty? And by the way, the ERA, does that cover men? Of course not. Does it cover the other 180 genders? Ooh. Ooh. You're Ooh. boohooing it up there. Oh, also, her little boohoo on Capitol Hill, the video of Melissa Milano on Capitol Hill. For years, I thought um, she wasn't testifying. What's she doing? She was talking to some of the women's members of Congress. <laughs> so some women's member of Congress was like, Got hey, I'd like to invite Melissa Milano and have hearings on the ERA. And they're like, no. <laughs> So she got some of the other women's together on Capitol Hill okay, and used like a little meeting room. So it looked like it was an official, official, right. Wow. I didn't know that. Alyssa, sweetheart, you're an actress. And the worst part of all of that was your acting. It was so bad. Did you see? It was bad. She didn't even break down crying. Ever. She kept sniffling throughout it and she would reach for the Kleenex, dabbing underneath her nose the whole time, the whole time like this, Chris, forever, my, my entire life, fighting for the ERA and women everywhere. I mean, come, you're not talking like that if you're upset. No. Please. And we see, and we seen her upset. And you know, her periscopes in the election. Mm-hmm. We seen her upset. That's not how she was upset. Oh no! no. And, she, and she doesn't get all like mm-hmm. cries. She gets she gets bitchy. Okay, she does. Okay. We've seen her on there. So anyway, hashtag make life better for women. I'm glad you're willing to help out. Yeah, yeah, you got um, up, Chris Mullins, sandwich free Saturdays. Yes. And you got Marielle Smith. Can I pause there a second? Okay. There's a slight problem with sandwich-free Saturdays. It's only on Saturdays. No, that oh. there are no sandwiches on Saturday. What is on Saturday? I, I don't know. That's my question. I like sandwiches on Saturdays, too. Me sandwiches too. are good yeah, every any day. day. So here's what I'm suggesting, Chris. I like that you're trying to help. Hashtag make life better for women. I'm saying we shift it just a bit. Okay. How about... Sandwich free of uh, sandwich making free Saturdays. Oh, so they don't have to make any on Saturday. Maybe on Friday they overload. They stock up. Mm. You make double or triple the sandwiches on Friday. Mm. I say triple because I may want to make a couple extra, or maybe I have a you know, guy come over or something. Mm. It could be unexpected. The pop in, you know, some people oh, love yeah. the pop ins. Yeah, right? Nobody likes a pop in, but but you know, so sandwich making free Saturday. Mm. So you don't have to make sandwich all on Saturday as long as you make double the sandwiches or triple on Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. get up all the earlier on Sunday to start the sandwich making early. Yes, very early. I don't want to hear you see you making it. Right. I just get wanna all the earlier, and- Bob Cratchit on uh, Sunday. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yep, 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 yep. But I'm with you then. Good job. I uh, got you got Marielle Smith tweeting out, make life better for women. See a woman, <clears throat> hand her ten dollars, just like my grandpa used to do. Oh, that's nice. Look at this grandma. Her grandfather wow, her grandfather that's... was 
a genius. He's just ten dollars, and here he goes, go. sweetie, get something pretty. I mean, just you go. know how he started doing that, yes. right? You know why he started doing why that? Why he started doing? He that? wasn't trying to be nice. What was he trying to do? I think he got nailed one time picking up a hooker and came up with some excuse about no, I was just trying to buy that <laughs> nice woman so something else, something a, pretty for I like herself. To give people ten. You've never done it before. Sure, I have. <laughs> You've just never seen it. Damn it! Now I'm on the hook for this. A couple of weeks later, a day later, he's like, here you go, ma'am, on the street. See? $10. $10 or whatever. <laughs> that also gives you a pass in the future if you get does. busted trying to pick yeah. up hookers as well. <clears throat> I'm just suggesting. You know, the funny thing is we're reading all these about uh, sandwich making and all of this. Yeah. At the same time, the texts are coming in for my wife where she's like, yeah, I want to start Whole30. Can you cook? Can you put meals together for me and I'm like sure what do you want looks like the sandwich making will be done by Dr. right Hansen. exactly my wife doesn't make sandwiches she's just learned to, actually that is not true she has just learned to make sandwiches grilled cheese no it's like uh, uh, turkey and mayo oh, okay. on, on bread for Cubby for his lunch oh. <laughs> <laughs> seriously she does not make sandwiches <sighs> So, but it's funny. The whole time that's happening, I'm texting her, going, "What do you want for a meal? What do you want? When do you want them?" Yeah, a little different there, <clears throat> but it's okay. Tara Strong, Alyssa Milano, and who is the goofy guy? Charlie Alder, Ald Adler, the actor that I retweeted last night, or uh, tweeted with a picture of his uh, comment about yes, me. Yes, that one. Yep. <clears throat> is it Adler? Uh, yes. I got Charlie Adler. Do you have the tweet? Yes. What did he tweet that I had he, missed? I think he deleted his. Um, he tweeted, perhaps you should take your misogyny lift, your tiny... No, that's a period. Perhaps you should take your misogyny, or oh. comma, lift your tiny sack and stow it there. You should <laughs> only have the courage, balls, tenacity, and passion that Alyssa Milano has. She is a fierce warrior who doesn't hide behind a microphone spewing hate. Uh, by the way, that was not my poor reading. That was Charlie's poor um, writing, tweeting. There's, I mean, tenacity and passion, no spaces. I mean, it's, <clears throat> so I think he tweeted that and then maybe deleted it. <clears throat> I don't follow him. So I didn't... Somebody screen grabbed it mm. and sent it to me. That's why I was like, oh, okay. So I responded, wanted to make sure, hey, I feel bad. I missed your tweet. <laughs> of course you do. Sorry, I missed your tweet <laughs> at you Charlie underscore Adler. Of course, Alyssa Milano hides and you do too. Liberals only appear on sympathetic platforms. You're hypocrites. You speak of tolerance, but are intolerant. Not sure my tiny sack concerns you, but it's nice to know it has admirers. It's kind of nice, right? That's good, yes. There are people out yeah. there today, Chris, yes. that are concerned, interested, speaking about my tiny sack. <laughs> that gives me just a little extra spring in my step today. Uh, your mojo? Is your mojo up? It's at, it is 5-0 today. Oh, okay. I got Hollywood actors and actresses talking about tweeting about my tiny sack. <clears throat> Who wouldn't want that? No longer do you have to ask who's the boss. <laughs> no, you don't. You are so in their head right That's now. That's right. Oh, you are absolutely. so. You have literally camped. You I set am, up a tent. Me and my tiny <laughs> sack are right there. You guys out. are like, boop. 
You know what I? I have set up a lounge chair, oh. a a uh, a beach chair, yes, an outside lounge chair. You remember head camped when, out when they found Chris Christie at the beach when that's it was how close. I am. That's right. That's you right there. I'm sitting in a lounge chair on the beach of their mind, and guess what? I'm wearing short shorts. Yeah, <laughs> and no undergarments. I'm wearing one of those hospital. Sorry, one of those uh, hospital gowns. gowns. I'm wearing one of those hotel bathrobes that for a Open. tall guy doesn't quite get the job done. It's like a, it's like a mini skirt. That's right. Even when you have a small sack, people are still seeing it. It's like Deadpool. That, that's exactly that's that's what's going on right there. That's absolutely spoiler alert for Deadpool too. Just yep, picture what what that picture you got. Same thing happens in Deadpool. Same thing happens there. That's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we take a quick pause for a moment and let me tell you about Minostalgia Wild Rice at blazewildrice.com. Wow, what a great company. Been around for about 30 years. Wow. They started off, um, Jay started off, he said, we got this great rice product that's uber healthy and tastes great. He said, I think I can make a business out of this. And he'd been... Kind of around the food service, dry good business for a while. And set up the business, Minostalgia Wild Rice. And it was very different. Back then, people were mailing catalogs to your home and all this stuff. Yeah. And then with the internet, everything shifted. But it started with that wild rice that's really healthy and tastes great. And then they started adding products over the years. So it was the jellies and the jams and the syrups. And uh, then the different wild rice products, like the soups. Because they got soup mixes made with mm-hmm. the wild rice products. And they've got the flours. So if you're <clears throat> somebody that struggles with gluten whatever that is, the Minostalgia Wild Rice is gluten-free. So if you get the the wild rice flour, it's gluten-free. You can make stuff with it. You don't have to struggle with the gluten, no. whatever that is. They've also got the waffle mixes as well. Mm-hmm. So you can make these really healthy waffles. I am not kidding, folks. When they came here and made the waffles and they made the, um, the sweet and the savory waffles, wow, were those good. Do you remember the chicken salad she made yep. with the rice? With the rice. Oh. I love good chicken salad done well. This is one of the best I've had. Sorry, Mom. It was funny because she's like, we left some in the... No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, but we didn't. No, no you didn't. You didn't. It's, no. no, it's gone. Yeah. Trust me, it's, it's out of there. You mean to make more? Yes. So what she did, and I had, I've never thought about this. Um, you've got the, the wild rice, which adds other trace minerals and, yeah. and things. It's almost, and it's like almost a complete, a complete protein. protein. Yeah. Right. And vitamins. So if you make a chicken salad, that's almost all protein based. You may cut up some onions and celery or something in it as well, but this ad, she added wild rice to it and it also gave you some extra texture. Oh, was it going to be healthier for you? Tastes great. Just go. They'll send you recipes with just about everything you order. Mm-hmm. It's blazewildrice.com. Don't forget the promo code beer 10. Beer 10, promo code Beer 10, and you get 10% off their grilling sampler packs just in time for Father's Day and the grilling season. The nice thing about sampler packs, you get to try a variety of the stuff. And that's we're talking the best about. way with this. Don't try to get, oh, but I think no. Get the sampler packs, get the grilling sampler pack. It is awesome. literally the best thing. All you need is in the sampler pack. You got it. I wish. We were like uh, like at a mall kiosk right now where I could just go, try this, try this, try <laughs> just this. Just shut up and open. Because I want you to try the stuff we talk about, but sometimes I'm like, okay, you're like, okay, what if I buy 10 pounds of rice and I'm not the biggest fan of that yeah. or whatever? Okay, buy the sampler pack. But the beer jelly, because in your mind, it's, it it's just, what are you talking about? Beer jelly. Think jelly. about, okay, imagine for a moment, mm-hmm. you, you take a big swig of beer. Okay. Okay. Just it do. goes down, mm-hmm. right? It goes down, and you go, ah. okay, right there. Freeze it. 
that sensation in the back of your throat, that beer flavor, the hops right there, not the upfront and the fizz and the whatever, whatever that on the back of your throat. That is what they've combined, that hoppy flavor with the jelly. And it just takes it to a different level. It's awesome. BlazeWildRice.com. Quick break, and then i got to come back and tell you about a little something that happened when I was on vacation I forgot to tell you about. Oh, another proposal? No, no, no. This is, oh, uh, okay, this okay. is, this is about a guy who um, was uh, doing my wife's nails Okay. and uh, was really up on world politics. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. This is going to be great. So i share it next with you. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. So while uh, we're on vacation, okay, I've said, listen, I haven't had a chance to get my nails done for weeks because of the kids and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I said, hey, why don't you, why don't you stop off and get them done? Mm-hmm. I said, Cubby and I will just screw around. We'll go play in the park, whatever. It's in an hour or so. She was like, wow, that's great. So I unchained her from the stove and I... Allowed her to get her nails done. Well, you took your stove with you on vacation? Oh, they got to take their stove with them everywhere so they can make sandwiches. Huh. You know. So, um, maybe it's a mini stove. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's, it's a travel stove. Okay. Do, okay. Yeah. So, she goes in and gets them done, and we're <clears throat> screwing around. Cubby and I, we go down to the candy store, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She comes out, and she's like, all right, I got to tell you what happened. Oh. I said, what happened? This is so good. So, first of all, she's texting me, okay, what the hell's with all the guys doing nails in here? <laughs> she's telling me she's like it's really weird there's a bunch of furrin guys all doing nails is this uh foreigners like uh asian they were people? asian furriners but not korean furriners okay yeah um and i only know they weren't korean furriners because of some things that were said which led oh. me to believe they're not okay so they're in there uh doing the nails whatever blah blah she goes yeah so the one guy says to me oh you're korean meaning like yeah. he's not and whatever she's like oh yeah because they're obviously talking, whatever. And he goes, wow, North Korea and South Korea, but in like broken English, uh, one country now. They're one country. Wow, that's... What? Uh, what was this? And you, Yuna goes, I thought to myself, did something happen this morning? Because <laughs> my wife, she gets all the text alerts, right? She's a news anchor. Yeah. So she's connected constantly too. Constantly, bing, bing. She's like, bing. So, you know, any news breaks, we're both like, oh, did you see that? Yeah. She's like, what the hell? I had my phone off for about an hour, but it was only an hour. We were at the beach and did something happen? I went, nothing happened. I mean, I don't even have to look at my phone and I'm telling you they're not one country now. Trust me. Nothing happened. She's like, yeah, right. She goes, what was he talking about? I go, I don't know. What all did he say? He said that he saw... Some people standing together. I don't know if it was Trump and they put it side by side with Kim Jong-un's picture, which they haven't met yet. They're meeting late tonight, Tonight. East Coast time. It's Mm -hmm. tomorrow morning, Singapore time, but they're like 13 hours ahead. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's like roughly 9 a.m. Singapore time. So East Coast time, like nine o'clock tonight. So 
they must have shown a picture or something. And he's like, oh, one country now. And she's like, no. Uh, but she didn't want to go like big in case something happens. <laughs> and she was like, no, okay. So, yeah. And then he goes, how come they haven't been able to get along anyway? Why couldn't they just get along? Oh, wow. Now, this is a guy who is from Asia. Okay. Has no clue. What's happening? What's the his? You don't know the history of Korea. Okay. If you don't know the history of everything of, you know, the DMZ and the, um, you know, who started what and fine. I get it. If you don't know, got it. But shouldn't you at least know North Korea bad and why they're bad? Shouldn't you at least know in today's world, the systematic torture, abuse, starvation, of a dictator on his people. Shouldn't you at least know that? Yeah. You sh- okay. Yeah. And shouldn't you at least know South Korea, a democratic uh, country that has like the seventh largest economy in the world, even though it's a smaller country? Shouldn't you at least know that's a, you know, an example of capitalism and freedom? Had no clue. But okay, gotcha. Doesn't it? He goes, what co- why can't they get along? Why can't they get along? Right? <laughs> and that's when an old white woman sitting there getting her nails done next to my wife decides to help him understand. Okay. Why do you think she said they can't get along? Racism. No, but that'd be a good one. Or if I asked this, if somebody asked my wife had asked me, I would have said, Oh, did she make a racial slur? Yeah. No. One word answer. Hmm. A name. Trump. And there it is. Her answer to why Korea is not unified, North and South Korea cannot get along. Trump. Since World War II. Trump. Damn. I thought you camped out on Hollywood's left. Dude, Trump has been on everybody's head. Are you that irretrievably (laughs) stupid? If you hate everything about Trump, Uh if you think people on the right get it absolutely wrong, you're a big progressive and whatever, that's fine. Trump's involvement in Korea up until this point has been non-existent. Yep. This is this predates Trump. This goes back to the Japanese uh, uh, occupation of Korea. This goes back to pre-World War II. Trump is responsible for them not getting along. Trump. The guy who is actually trying to broker a deal to try to get North Korea to calm down a little bit there, to try to make things better that few presidents have been able to even broach. Yeah, look at him. He's about to meet him. And Trump, this is the problem. It's not just that you don't know and are ignorant. It's that you want to believe this about Trump. Mm -hmm. Fine. You want to call Trump a goof? You want to say he's dumb about some things? He's not well-spoken, any of this stuff? I'm not even going to argue that. I think that he's not presidential, not by traditional standards. I'm not going to argue that. I have problems with his past. He supported Hillary and Bill. He supported Democrat causes. He supported abortion, all kinds of things in the past that I don't agree with. That's the reason I didn't support him for president. But to blame Korea on him? Unbelievable. That is... So stupid. Seriously. You know why Kane killed Abel? Trump. No. Trump. It was Trump. Back in the day? Back in the day. Like yep. BC? Yep, that was it. Yep, way back. Goes all the way back. What about the floods? 
Trump. It's all Trump. Trump. Do you remember um, the apple and the garden and the tree of knowledge no. and the snake? The snake. Trump put him up to it. Trump. It was all Trump. That's the reason the snake did it. So Adam that's and it. Eve. Yep. That's it. Mm. It's all Trump. Come on, man. So Come stupid. on. Speaking of Trump in uh, Singapore meeting with Kim Jong-un. You're going to see a lot of stuff about this because it is historic. It's unprecedented. And it's pretty amazing. doesn't matter what you think about him. It's Trump or any of this stuff. It's still amazing. An amazing spectacle. And you're going to see a lot about it in the next couple of uh, days. And who knows what's going to come out of this. But the biggest problem right now facing America and how we deal with North Korea is an unanswered question. An unanswered question that is actually bigger than how we deal with North Korea. And that question is, what is our role in the world? What is America's role on the world stage? More specifically, what is our role in dealing with North Korea? Are we a country that says we are going to lead on human rights issues and we will police the world? Okay. If that's what my fellow countrymen decide, I may disagree, but okay, we as a country will go do that. If the majority of people and our elected representatives and our president said this is going to be our foreign policy and we do that, fine, we will go and do it. But we haven't done that. If we want to say, no, we're going to be isolationists or some point on the isolationist scale. Hey, live and let live. You do you. We're not policing the world. Okay, fine. I may agree or disagree, but if my fellow countrymen, elected servants, president says we're going to do, it's what we'll go and do. The problem is we waffle. We vacillate back and forth. We don't have any consistency when it comes to how we're going to act and react. We treat people differently or countries differently. And I'm not talking allies versus enemies. I'm talking we treat our allies differently and we treat our enemies differently and we buy friends. What is our foreign policy and what is our role in the world? If you're a Christian, if you're somebody on the left that screams human rights violations in America all the time, why are you not focusing on the human rights violations in North Korea? And if that's the case, how would you ever allow any deal to be made with Kim Jong-un so long as he is still in power and they are still torturing people? How are you going to allow that to happen? Even if it's a good deal that protects us more, those human rights violations will continue. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. So many people just hashtag or want to hashtag make life better for women. Make life better for women. And they're tweeting with it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes, they do. You got a whole tweeting now. Make life better for women. Uh, buy her lingerie so that she doesn't have to go to Victoria's Secret. Oh, buy her lingerie so she doesn't yeah. have to go there. Nice. Mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it. That's a lot great. of it. Yes, mm-hmm, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have uh, <laughs> Bob blah, blah, blah. I love the Bob blah, blah, blah. Some liberals believe Donald Trump is responsible for every crisis in the past 10,000 years of world history. That is so true. Right. And he's only responsible for like half of the crisis Five. since been elected. Yes. Come yes. on. Let's yes. put it in yes. perspective here. 
Uh, concern, uh, concealed carry tooting out what I learned today. Doc should go get his nails done with his wife to see if he can run into the Trump cause, the Korean War lady. Oh my gosh, that would, it was in Sarasota though. Damn. Oh, is this in Florida? Yeah. But I remember where it was though. Yeah. Oh, I would absolutely. Had I known, that would have been great. I would have been. Tr- you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have challenged her. No. At just first, let her. Let oh, her I would have played it. Really. Give me material. How so? Give me. Tell give me, me more. Yes. Tell me more. Yes. Like, does he yes. have a car? Uh-huh. Uh, Blaze uh-huh. HR department tweeting out: Make life better for women. Don't file HR complaints against Doc and Chris. That would help. That would be much, much better. Of course, much, much of better. Because you know, you just so much time in HR filing those complaints. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better for you if you don't. Mm-hmm. Ashley uh, tweeting out: Make life better for women. <gasps> Buy a little bell to ring to alert that you clever induendos. And that is our Samish bell. <laughs> she just yep, it works. <laughs> Sarah, not Sarah Gonzalez, Sarah. The other Sarah's in there. And we ring the bell and we kind of programmed her. She knows to look up and we give her the little sandwich bell. She hates us so much. She looked by accident one she day. Did. But then she knew we were using it to mess with her. So it's become a thing. It's, it's the FedEx logo. You see the arrow? You can't unsee it. It's like that now. Wait, there's a logo there? There's an arrow in the logo if you've never oh. noticed. Anyway, you know something else that would help women immensely? You could hashtag make their life better. Okay. Is... The WaxRx system. So buy your wife or girlfriend a WaxRx system by going to usewaxrx.com. She has to hear the bell. She has to be able to hear the bell and clearly understand what kind of sandwiches you want. Yes. So when you yell, sandwich, she's got to know, did he say sandwich or what? I can't quite. Sandwich, right? Get them the earwax system. Use WaxRx. Go to usewaxrx and buy them the system. It's a three-step system. You can use it over and over again as well. It's uh, first uh, the eardrops that soften the earwax. The third is the specially doctor designed pump to flush it all out there. And then, of course, you got the pH balance rinse that leaves your ears or your wife's soft and supple. She'll have soft and supple ears clean and ready to go so she can hear the bell and hear beer. Hear you yell beer sandwich. She'll be ready to go. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your wife one today. Usewaxrx.com. Jeremy Dye is joining us now, Deputy uh, General Counsel for FirstLiberty.org. How are you, sir? I'm well. Good morning. Got, uh, we've been talking with uh, Jeremy and the great folks at FirstLiberty.org for a couple of weeks now, I think maybe a month now, yeah. about some of the cases before them, because I don't think most people realize how many challenges there are constantly to your First Amendment rights. What, uh, what case are you going to share with us today? Well, I think we're going to talk about a high school graduation and a kid named Sam Blackledge. And who is he? Sam is, uh, well, like I just said, he was the valedictorian of his class in uh, Illinois, a little farming community in, uh, in West Illinois, Northwest Illinois. And, uh, you know, he, he had earned the right to be able to speak to his uh, fellow graduates during his, uh, his valedictorian address. Uh, now, I, I'm sure you guys uh, each walked across the stage as valedictorians as well, so you remember yes, very well yes. uh, how, that, how that worked out. <laughs> Come on. You don't even have to ask. He I feel offended. He uh, <laughs> so Sam had the right to be able to address his, uh, his, his, his class with his valedictorian address, and as he was getting ready, he, he submitted his speech to his principal in about like 10 minutes before he was supposed to walk across the stage or walk into this graduation ceremony. The principal takes him aside and says, hey, Sam, uh, you can't give your speech. Uh, it, it, there's, there's stuff in here that references your religion. You talk about Jesus and all that. Uh, this isn't appropriate for the venue, and so you got to, like, leave it out or 
or you just simply can't give it. And and Sam was like, well, I I, I can't not I, I can't not say this. I mean, this is this is my speech. Can we just give like a disclaimer? This is my words and not the school's words or something like that. That seems and reasonable. Brings, it seems reasonable. And then the principal brings in the superintendent, and there's they said, no, you can't do that. And so you got to leave out the Jesus stuff, or you just can't give it. And Sam says, well, I'm not going to leave that stuff out, so I guess I just can't give it. And so Sam ultimately did not give that speech at all during the graduation ceremony. Uh, unfortunately for the school district, they're wrong here, and they're, they're, like, really wrong here. So we sent them a demand letter a couple weeks back saying, hey, look, you've ruined the only high school graduation that Sam Blackledge is ever going to have. Here's a guy that worked diligently for his entire high school career, got a 4.0 GPA, when he earns that right to speak to his his uh, classmates, they ought to respect the right to, to have him say whatever is on his mind at that time. Uh, and, and fortunately, the law is on the side of Sam here. In fact, the Department of Education, the United States Department of Education, uh, what now, 18 years ago, put on their website an entire guide for what what we ought to do with student religious remarks in school uh, and other things having to do with uh, free exercise for students in school. Uh, and one of the things they actually said in there is that, uh, you know, Sam was right. The school can actually disclaim the, the speech that's going to follow. They wow. could say the words of Sam, and he could be able to go forward with that. Or they could just simply sit back and listen to what he's got to say. When students earn the right to address their peers and remarks that they control, the school is required to be neutral towards those remarks. And in this case, they have violated Sam's constitutional rights and my hope is that they'll apologize before we have to apply the law to them in court. So did, did this just happen? Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, maybe wow. yeah, maybe two weeks ago. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, I think people misunderstand that too. The school can't, it, it comes down to the school can't endorse religion, right? They can't take part in it, is that? Well, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, look, if the school district is, uh, you know, if it's the principal that's going to get up there and give a speech or an altar call or something like that, that's absolutely wrong. Okay. If it can be attributed to the speech of the school district, the, the public school uh, students, or I'm not other students, but the, the, uh, if it's attributed to the state through the public school, a teacher, a principal, or someone who's Because they represent the school, it. That's right. But okay. if it's, it's a private student, if it's someone who's just, uh, hey, look, I, I, you know, he's not the president of the class or something like that, this is his private remarks, in other words, not attributed to the state, then it's the student's speech. And students still retain their First Amendment rights. And there's a famous case back in the 1960s called uh, Tinker versus Des Moines. Uh, involved a, a, a protest by students of the Vietnam War, and the Supreme Court said neither students nor teachers shed their constitutional rights when they walked through the schoolhouse gates. That's a principle they said had been the holding of the court for almost 50 years at that time. So we're looking at 90 years where this is the principle of the Supreme Court, where students have that right. They don't shed their constitutional rights when they walk through the schoolhouse gates, and that includes all the way through the graduation ceremony. Interesting. So this would be more akin to he, the student um writing a, in a journal that he he went to church camp over the summer or something and they and them saying oh you can't mention that because well that's what i did and this is an assignment and it's my thoughts right it's it's a journal yeah well it would be akin to someone standing on the sidewalk outside and giving a speech that's protected okay. speech under the first amendment it'd be it'd be the same as a guy going on radio like this and speaking and the government can't come in and censor your remarks simply because you're referencing religion uh, you know, you can go on down the line. Mm-hmm. And look, it's, graduation is not the only time students might engage in, in private speech. In fact, the Department of Education says on their website, and this is just restatements of the law, 
that, uh, you know, remarks in class during classroom discussions, students can reference their faith during a, a like a speech they might give in speech class or uh, as a part of an assignment, they can reference their faith. They can reference their faith in class assignments and homework uh, and on tests. That's sort of thing. they can't be punished by the state if they reference their religion as a part of their their classroom discussions and so in the hallways, outside the hallways, on the playground. Students, in other words, retain their constitutional rights wherever they go on campus. You know, it's funny too because, and we may never know what these um, the true motives or thoughts or feelings of the principal and superintendent and those who were speaking with him, uh, you know, and told him he couldn't give his speech. But the way you described it to me and the way this happened leads me to believe they didn't want to have him give the speech. They weren't just concerned about protecting the school because they could have play, uh, They could have uh, uh, claimed ignorance, even if something was amiss. You know, they could, well, it's his speech. They could have erred on the side of, of caution when it came to the First Amendment. They could have done any of this. In other words, what would have happened if he'd given the speech and there was some challenge to it? Right? That <laughs> Well, uh, a big bunch of nothing, I think. Exactly, uh, right. And they, <laughs> they have to know that. And, and in one of those I, speech, I, I just love this part because in the middle of the speech, he goes, I'm convinced that each of us are pursuing the same four things, a life devoid of evil, full of justice, full of love, full of forgiveness. So he's basically saying that. And then he closes down and says, as you search for goodness, justice, love and forgiveness, know that only God is big enough to provide that for you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, r- r- remarkable messages that uh, his classmates never get to hear. You know, it was, it was interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I was with Sam, and uh, we, we were announcing the, the sending of this letter, and we actually took him aside and, and put a put him behind a podium, put his cap and gown back on, and filmed him giving the speech he never got to give. And it was just me, a camera guy, and his parents. Do you have and that? When we got done with posted. The, it's, yeah, in fact, it's on our website. First we'll tweet out a link. Slash okay. Uh, and it was interesting that he gave this speech, and when he got done, I look over at his mom, and his mom is just in tears, proud of her son for the accomplishments that he's made, and proud of the stand that he's taking for his First Amendment rights and everybody else's. But I, I don't know how many, I don't know how many more high school graduations, Doc, are going to be ruined because mm-hmm. school administrators think it is their responsibility to censor the remarks of their students. It's not. Students are entitled to First Amendment rights, even at the graduation ceremony, and our school districts would do well to remember that. You know, too, um, I like that you've taken this case as well, because although, yeah, he didn't get to speak, um, some cases that you've you know brought before us and we've talked about, um, I think were more damaging to the individual, although this is damaging. I think the bigger issue here is to challenge this to hopefully stave off any other mistakes that schools make that are similar. Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly what Sam wants out of this as well. We've asked for very simple things. Just change your policy. Don't do this again. Uh, Make sure you give an apology to the kid. And goodness sakes, you ruined his high school graduation. And then make sure that you can work with us to to ensure this never happens again for any future students. It was disappointing to me. We sent this letter. uh, There was a, a meeting that they scheduled between the superintendent and Sam's parents and as soon as they heard that lawyers were involved, they canceled that meeting. <laughs> That's really disappointing to wow. me because I wanted to sit down with the superintendent and say, look, maybe this is just a, a flat-out misunderstanding, but we can solve this issue. Let, let's just create a good policy and then have you guys abide by that policy 
that allows students to be able to reference their faith at certain times in school, just like the law says. So you're actually trying to de-escalate the entire thing, and they're trying to, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would hope so. I mean, goodness sakes, people make mistakes on, on occasion. I don't mm-hmm. always assume that everybody's out to get you. <laughs> right, right. When, when you make the mistake, just admit it, and let's, let's fix it. What, what a great lesson it would be by the school administration to teach their students what it means to engage in the First Amendment. Wow. That is a great point, Jeremy. That is the ultimate teachable moment. That's great. All right, Jeremy, appreciate you sharing. What we'll do is uh, we'll tweet out a link to uh, the video that you have. People can also go to firstliberty.org if they want to donate because you're doing good work out there, and we appreciate you sharing the stories with us. Thanks very much. All right, have a good day. You know, it's, it's just so twisted. I understand the concern of some who are not religious, some who are of different faiths, saying, I don't want my children exposed to certain things in classes and whatever. I get that. I'm not saying their solutions are right, but I understand your motivation. For people that are on the left and would scream about this stuff, the atheists, whoever, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. I disagree with some of your tactics, what you're proposing, but I truly am sympathetic to what you're saying. I can put myself in your situation. Most of the time, that's been completely lost in the world. People can't try to understand each other. They're not willing to understand. This is at the core of all of who I am, my faith. It matters that much. It's it's paramount to everything I do, and anybody who is religious, doesn't matter the faith, it's going to be at the center of everything they are as well. You can't understand that. So there's the first breakdown. The second breakdown. What was he doing? If you're not religious or you know what? Let's put ourselves in the position of a religion. We're not. Are you Christian? Most of this audience probably is just because most Americans are. Let's say it's Muslim, Hindu, another religion. And the kid who was going to speak was Muslim or Hindu. And he was going to bust out something. You know, about his faith. Now, that may make you a little uncomfortable, give you pause for a moment. But is there a difference between that and your kid going to a school where they're teaching that other faith? Do you see the difference? Yep. They would lump all of these into schools and with religion and teaching. No, this is a kid giving his thoughts on his faith. And I have no problem if my kids at graduation and the valedictorian of the class happens to be Muslim and is going to stand up and say what this kid said, what Sam said, but based on his faith, I have no problem with how long's his speech a couple of minutes. And guess what? If you have a problem with it, uh, maybe your kids should have been valedictorian. Yep. How about that? Yep. And by the way, the speech lasted five minutes, <clears throat> five minutes. This is not him teaching no. something. Or preaching. Or, you, and no. then finally, whether it's Muslim, Christian, Hindu, Sikh, whatever, what is a message, a speech about faith in that setting going to have to do with? Is it going to be proselytizing? Come join my faith. Nope. Nope. It's going to be what Sam says, said, and that is be a better person. Treat people well. We're all human beings. We all have the same basic needs and we have the same basic capacities. So how about we stop fighting 
We start communicating. We start solving problems. That's what it's going to be based in because that's what religion is based in. Do the right thing. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. you haven't heard we are the number seven ranked show among filipino tilt roll operators so there you have it this is the morning blaze with doc thompson all right back some tweets now hashtag what i learned it in hashtag make life better for women bonnie tweeting now what i learned to pick up the kids from school three days a week so she could get a second job oh hmm there's an idea in there somewhere there is there is in there there. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a way you could uh, help her um, where she could still pick up the kids and get a second job. Mm. There's uh, mm. There's got to be something like move closer to or maybe the school or something. Become so the an kids Uber driver? Walk. Uber driver. So she picks the kids up and then her job is driving. That's why I like you, Chris yep, Cruz. You're yep, a problem yep, yep, solver. Yep, yep. Blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. When possible, limit household requests to one word like... Sandwich. Sandwich. Beer. Beer. Dishes. Dishes. Remote. Right. <laughs> you got that down. I know. You are I'm, right I'm, there. I'm working, good, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I think that's why my first mayor failed. I was too, too many words. wordy. Hey, honey, could you give it? It's lost, lost. Yep. Just, the eyes glaze over. They yep. don't understand it. Sandwich. Yep. 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 And by the way, we tweeted out the video of uh, Sam. Uh, given his valedictorian speech. Okay, good. That's yeah. uh, that's solid. We should play that tomorrow if we get a chance. Okay. I'm going to listen to it first to make yeah. sure we can because I don't want him, you know, dropping any F-bombs in the middle of it or anything. Well, you know, if it was F-bombs, Doc, they will allow that. You think that, that the school would have? The school would have allowed that, Doc Thompson, because we have there something that happened last night at the Tony Awards. Yeah, we have a little clip <laughs> of the Tony Awards. Robert De Niro steps on stage and here's how it goes down. I'm going to say one thing. F- Trump. Tony Awards uh, for the, the awards given for uh, Broadway stage and yeah and uh, wow they're still still going. I talk about knowing your audience. Oh, he nailed that talk one. About playing to the crowd. Oh, right? look at those faces. It's no longer down with Trump. It's Trump. Mm. Double down on that wait, one. Wait a minute. Who says down with Trump? Thank you, uh, stuck in 1980s Robert De Niro. <laughs> Down with Trump. <laughs> he hasn't said that in 20 years. In fact, they've been saying F Trump. In fact, you've said F Trump. This is not new. Mm-hmm. Did he have a breakdown? Uh, is that what's going on? A long on? time ago. Well, this is a guy that denies Trump to go to his restaurant. So, okay. This is a room full of supposedly some of the most creative people Are, in America. Uh, yep. They're artists, not just creative, but also creative when it comes to entertaining, entertainment. And on stage, you came up with F Trump. 
Well, you know, we did been doing a whole that's show. Your, that's your whole thing. We did do a whole show about keeping it simple. So he did. Is that it? You know, down with Trump. And what was raising his arms like he's got like, you know, like it's a cannon show or gun show. Right? Got it. Here it is. <laughs> Steve Holt. <laughs> well, you know, when you say F, you have to like. Urgh. He did that because he had nothing else to do while they were cheering. They were like this. It's boring Tony Awards. What's Robert De Niro going to say? He's probably going to be pro-Trump. I just... <gasps> Yay! They were like so surprised. It was like your team's down. And, you know, there's only two seconds left on the clock. They're going to... He did it! Oh! Yay! I can't believe he would do that. So edgy. Mm. Wow, so daring of him so as well. So heroic. So heroic to stand in a front of a group of people Courageous. who are that crazy and left-wing and hate Trump as mm. much as you do and say something that is pandering. Mm. Instead of maybe Bobby, you sit down on shows like this mm. and actually have a conversation about what divides us and how we can reach common ground. This is who they are. They had a different approach when Obama was president. Then they were all like, let's sit down, let's communicate, even though they still didn't. Let's join together. Right. And how dare you say such negative things about the first black president. Let's be But then it's just F Trump. So shady and so hypocritical. They did not give up. I just thought of something else that could, can I say this? Well, I'm just going to tell you about a product Mm -hmm. and maybe it helps some people. I'm not going to say who those people are. Okay. Let's say all morning long, you've been thinking about helping certain people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, maybe this is a product that could help them. It's called Riduzone. Oh, the fat people. It's well, it's a weight loss thing. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's something that could help out certain people you've been wanting to help. Mm-hmm. Rigi Zone is based on something called OEA that your body makes. It's found in the Mediterranean diet. And the bottom line is it gives you a full feeling and it also boosts your metabolism. And what that's going to do is promote weight loss. It's going to help you lose weight easily and effectively. Just go to RiduZone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. It works. RiduZone.com. Don't forget the promo code DOC at RiduZone.com. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, I just mean certain people, Chris. What? I didn't say who it was. I've had a couple people mention. Oh, the Fatty McFatty faces. With people saying when you were talking about RidUZone. I was not talking about well, is he there? RidUZone.com that you were talking about women. I was talking about... Not you. I said certain people that you're trying to help. Well, That's you know. it. Now, yes, this morning we've been trying to help out women mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, the wives. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it is unfortunate that when they're running back and forth, getting you your sandwiches, that they have not lost enough weight. No. I think they're sl- slipping some little sandwiches in while they're yeah. making yours. Yeah. And running back and forth is not burning off enough calories. No. So maybe the Ridu zone for them. I, but I, I was not meaning just them. I'm just offering that as one possible help. Okay. Riduzone.com. It works. Makes you feel fuller. Gives you that, uh, that boost of your metabolism. Mm-hmm. So you're going to burn it off. So let's say you're making sandwiches. Yes. And you're like, oh, I'm making this roast beef sandwich and it's got bacon. And it's so good. I'm just going to do some dip, 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 dip. And you can't control yourself. No. I get it. Roast beef sandwiches, bacon, yummy, right? Cheese. The Ridgey yes. Zone. Ooh, I'm already feeling full. No, I think I can go ahead and wait, mm-hmm. right? And going to boost your metabolism as you're making sandwiches, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. sandwich ma- making is an art, but it's not real strenuous physically. No, no, you no, know, no, no. Unless it's a really big sandwich. Um, toxic masculinity. Uh, real quick. So RidgeZone.com if you want to help your wife or girlfriend out. That's it. You could put that right in their other little pack too, with the <gasps> chocolate, the kit, and the kit, just whatever. We call so, it the kit. Riduzone.com. Yes. I'm just saying, it's one possibility. Okay. Yes. Toxic masculinity sleeves tweeting out what I learned today. So today, mm-hmm. I have changed his name. The P becomes the B. Oh. Ah, da, 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 da. What is it? What do you think? Uh, you said breakfast last week. Oh, because uh, I saw them. They were live on it's Fox. Breakfast. It's breakfast. No, it's not. What that is it? It's International House of Burgers. What? Burgers. IHOP? IHOP is burgers now. International House of Burgers. They were on Fox News. I thought you were going to look it because there was and Fox and Friends. They were, like the president Wait was all there. It is the ha- place that makes breakfast, pancakes and eggs and waffles. And yeah, we're, we're, we're done with that. Okay, I'm out. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Good night. That's it. Have Why? Why? <laughs> we're what? done. With, we're done with that. The future is burgers. Okay. <laughs> In other news, Five Guys is doing away with burgers and only selling bourbon now. Five Guys bourbon. That's it. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. Are they still going to have pancakes? I don't know. I couldn't see the interview they had, but probably. But right now, it's all burgers uh, okay so are they just adding some burgers and this is a novelty thing no I, or their the w- name is done their name is done burgers i the way i saw it okay. they had like <laughs> a boatload <laughs> right. of burgers all right okay all right what's the over and under here oh, we go no. it's uh, done it this is, is over. the bob from playboy once this again is Dr. It. i've told this you when these <laughs> things you know what i don't always get things right but i can usually tell you when people are getting things wrong yes when they're gonna on, fail man. i can i'm pretty good at that from years of experience, I could tell you this is this is not going to be good. Remember Friendlies? No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> going to be done for you. I figured Enjoy. you liked that. Wow. Like that. Um, for me, okay. If I had money in iBob, iHob, what mm-hmm. is it? iHob. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's gone. Are they publicly traded? I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was funny because I saw them on TV uh, and the president was there. Well, the president of IHOB uh, was all there. <laughs> and it's so stupid, IHOB. Uh, burgers. <laughs> you know what? Back for getting out of food service. It's We're Buicks. Done. It's We're Buicks done. all day. We're doing the International House of Buicks. <laughs> Come on in.
<laughs> we're doing IHOP stuff. We still make pancakes too. <laughs> Morons. All right. What a, what a colossal fail. Speaking of failures, <laughs> I have uh, gotten word that uh, once again, the Republican members of Congress are secretly working on an amnesty plan. Oh, come on. <clears throat> they are working. They've been working. on. There's all kinds of immigration proposals that have run back and forth, piece of legislation that they've constantly you know, tossed around and tried to work out. Um, some of them have never gone away. But the idea of amnesty, this concept, is always out there from the left. They're always pushing this idea of, well, if we do anything, we need comprehensive immigration reform. And the reason they always say that is they are unwilling to take it apart and deal with the pieces of immigration because they know if they do, when we get to that piece that says what to do with the illegals that are here, they will not have any leverage. They know the leverage to get amnesty is, well, we'll do the rest of this stuff as part of a comprehensive package, and then we're going to get amnesty. This is it. So we know that. But the Republicans, some of them are, as we know, progressives, and are constantly wanting to sell out on this and push the concept of amnesty. They're working on it right now, as a matter of fact. There's a proposal out there to work on a couple different um, levels of amnesty. One would be for the childhood arrivals, the mm. the DACA kids, and the mm-hmm. others would be for all illegals. Now, they've been working with the Freedom Caucus and Mark Meadows. He's the head of the Freedom Caucus mm-hmm. from, what is that, uh, North Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, he said they don't have any deal yet, but we know that DACA is part of this. Yeah. Given. I have been willing to give on DACA and say, yes, those kids did not come here by themselves. Yes, they are illegal still. But they didn't. They didn't break the law. They're, you know, they're still here illegally. But they didn't break the law. So I'm willing to deal on them. I can throw that in. I understand their position. But ultimately, we still have that question of what to do with the other illegals. So just be aware. This is what they're trying to pull right now. This is what they're working on. And when it's June, we're in campaign season for the midterms. Right? You've mm-hmm. got all of the primaries now. So what you'll have is the Republicans that are being primaried by somebody that's more pro-immigration or in a uh, district that's a little more diverse when it comes to Republican and Democrat, they're going to start going, oh, yes, amnesty. That's why they're doing it. And then when they are uh, in the general election, they're going to face the same thing this fall. So that's the reason they're pushing this right now. Uh, Joining us now in studio is Al Parada, uh, co-author of Immigration, an American First... I'm sorry, the Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration, an America First Manifesto. How are you, sir? Okay, how are you doing today? Uh, Doing well. Good to have you in town. Are you uh, uh, from Dallas? You're from uh, Texas? Euless. Yeah, we're in... Just down the road in Euless. Just down the road. A politically incorrect guide to immigration on America First Manifesto. Why do so few people understand the impact that illegal immigrants bring or have on America, the negative impact? Well, I think because it's been politicized. I think it's been turned, you've been, they've turned it into a, a hate thing where you are xenophobic if you, if you try to try to solve the problem. So, so I, so one of the, bigger problems is this idea of the demonization of the issue. Yeah, because we people know, we know people do use this as a political football back and forth. And they, so you have a lot of moving parts to immigration, Mm -hmm. a lot of moving parts. And then you have the political nature of it. There's people who want illegals here because they want them to be a member of their party. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm going to save you and set you free. So you'll vote for me down the road and all of that. And then, like you said, the demonization. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is um, you, you, you almost miss, 
said the name, you, you still almost said politically correct. Yeah, the politically and that's, incorrect. And, that, and that, it's true yeah. because a generation ago, it was politically correct, a lot of these solutions. A lot of the Democrats mm-hmm. some of the, were, were saying exactly what is being said now, but now it's a horror. You know, you quote, you, you talked earlier about, um, for example, you talked earlier about the Tony Awards. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton wouldn't be allowed in. They have a musical about Alexander Hamilton. He wouldn't be allowed into his own musical. Because of his views on immigration. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You know, they, they would not let him in. because And he, and he immigrated yeah. from he, the Caribbean. Yes. Uh, he was. He thought the notion of having, he knew we needed people, but he wanted the people who understood what America was about. H- having a flood of people who didn't get that, he used the word poison. If you t- he would he would not he would like I said he wouldn't be allowed in his own musical. We've had we've had strict laws about immigration over the years and quotas. We allow a certain number of people from certain areas and countries, and those have always been kind of arbitrary to me. I know at a time at, at times in America we allowed it more more to immigrate from Europe because we wanted to keep a basic racial makeup and religious makeup. Um, other uh, other parts of it seem pretty arbitrary. It's not about that for me. I don't care where you're from, what you look like, your race, your gender. If if a hundred years from now America was primarily Asian or black or whatever, I care not as long as the people get the basic idea and concept of freedom and America's founding. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's very true. And one thing Hamilton said, which is which was beautiful, he used a phrase. We use the phrase melting pot. But, you know, you, you, you're talking food. Thanks, I started to sure. diet. Thanks for talking all about food <laughs> while I just started to diet. That was, that was almost, that was torturous. I mean, you might as well waterboard me. But, uh, but yeah, we talk about melting pot. You can throw anything into a pot, and, but, it, but it won't be good. Right. He, talk, he used a phrase, which I love, love, love. He used the phrase harmony of ingredients. Interesting. And what do you think when you think of a harmony of ingredients? You think of, you do think of different spices mixing mm-hmm. together, but mixing together in a way that works. To make it better, right. It was a beautiful phrase. They should make another song about that one. So I have, um, if I look at immigration, I think it comes down to three main pieces. And when dealing with our immigration issues mm-hmm. today, you have, first of all, security, border security. And, and I would say in this order of priority. Um, security. We have border. We need to make sure that people coming to America are not seeking to do us harm. We have been attacked at times on our own soil. We know this. So first and foremost, separate border security. Let's make sure the borders are secure in in whatever way we can. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure they're secure. Number two, you have the legal immigration system, which I am fairly familiar with. My wife just became a naturalized citizen. I have a little bit of knowledge of this. It is a cesspool of twists and turns and laws and government bureaucracy and expenses. And then third, you have the question of what to do with those people who came here illegally or were brought here illegally that currently reside in America. Would you say those are the three main components? Yes. And security, definitely. I used to work for a counterterrorism expert. And so the more you know about that, the more the idea that we have to secure the border becomes very important. And not just securing the border with the physical wall. We're also talking about people who overstay visas. That's where some of the 9-11 terrorists came from. We had something like 750,000 people two years ago who overstayed their visas. 750,000. That's what? Seven cotton bowls full of people. Yeah, you're right. That's how you have to look at it. Most of us can't comprehend 750,000. That's a problem. We don't think of that because we think of the people... you know, sneaking through the rivers and climbing over fences. We right. don't think of people flying into JFK and just staying, staying. you know? Yeah. So we need to... It's like your brother-in-law, right? <laughs> right? Your mother-in-law. 
Yeah, they came for a couple of days and then they, they just stayed. They just stayed. Yes, that's right. Yes, I I know. Uh, yeah, so that that's def- you are cor- you're definitely on that one. And the other issue you talk about, which you said was the complication. We do need to simplify it. I mean, a way to I like to look at it is, and I believe America kind of would coalesce around this idea. There's there's a gate. There's a path to the gate. Right now, the path is kind of like this, but we're asking you to stay on the path. We'll work. Let's work to make the path straighter so you get to the gate, and beyond the gate is the American dream. So and I, th- I think most Americans, even those that are, are strict when it comes to illegals and want strong immigration laws, understand that. Most Americans have been painted improperly by people on the left as, as xenophobes or we just don't want people from other countries. That is the farthest thing from the truth. Most of the people that I know, most of the people that listen to this broadcast, most of the people that I've spoken to over the years um, because of the shows I do at tea party events, whatever, they are so passionate and pro-legal immigrants mm-hmm. and immigration. It, they're being done a disservice. Amen. There, well, when you write a book like the politically incorrect guide. Even the title kind of is right. You know, it's gonna is gonna be provocative. But when you're writing it, you have to think, like in my case, of my grandparents. They're like on this shoulder over here. We have to do them right. Mm-hmm. What, what did they do? What did they bring? How did they do it? But also, were they immigrants? Is that what yes, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Italy. But also, you have to think of the the ones who might be in the villages where they came from right right now who want to be Americans. Mm-hmm. You have to create the system so that so that when they come, it works. Right now, when you have so many people coming in, you get this log jam, and it, it depresses wages. It, it, it doesn't allow that flow. One of the things that happened in the, the 20th century, in the 1920s, was they, they, there's immigration reform that really cut back on the number of people who could come in. What happened? All those millions of people who had come in the years before, they, they were Americanized. They, brought, they, they were gradually able to be assimilated. And what happens? They gave birth to the greatest generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to look in that sense, too. If, even if when somebody says, oh, you're being you know, xenophobic, you don't want immigration because you're wanting to cut back. No, we're trying to make the system work for the future so that we have a next gener- greatest generation that comes along. So then you have the what to do with the illegals that are here. So secure the border, I think, yeah. first of all. Second of all, deal with the legal immigration system. Uh, the twists and turns make it more simple. And then third, finally, let's go ahead and separate all of these. Let's deal with the illegals that are here. Uh, the kids who were brought here, they didn't do anything wrong. They're still here, mm-hmm. but they didn't. It's 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 like me uh, handing Chris a gun and he's unable legally to own a gun because he's a felon. Yeah. And he hand, I hand it to him. He didn't take it. I just tossed mm-hmm. it to him. Okay, now I got this. Yes, he's in possession at that moment. Mm-hmm. He's doing something wrong by possessing a gun illegally, but through no fault of his own. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to punish him for that. So I can give on those kids. I'm willing to negotiate on them and say, you're right, of course. But the illegals that are here, that came here, Al, I can't, I can't give on that. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we can't do the citizenship. We can't do the amnesty. We saw what happened in the 80s. They gave, they gave the amnesty and didn't get the security. It was one of Reagan's biggest mistakes. Right. Next, next re- to starring with the monkey. It was one of the things. <laughs> right. No, right. Well, and I even understand how we got there when people are saying, hey, let's just, just make these ones legal. We got this problem. It'll be done with. And then moving forward, mm-hmm. we'll be all set. I know it's, it's not very palatable, but just sign it. We're done with it. We'll give them amnesty. And then moving forward, we'll do it right. 
and they didn't do it right. And one thing I like about your book is you you also talk about the Reagan's uh, amnesty population that went from 3.2 mm-hmm. million mm-hmm. to Two? 11 million. Huh. That, yeah, that's, that's probably people low. forget that they're like, oh, Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. But no, no, that's one on, of his mistakes. Let me get a quick break in. Well, I want to come back with some of those specifics from your book, some of the damage that illegals do all here, and then some of the problems we've done in the past. But I want people to hear some of the specifics, the facts about this. Back in a moment with more with Al on this, The Morning Blaze. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. Still having trouble with the iBob, iHob thing too. iBob. iHob. iHob. Whatever. Just iBob. Still I'm such a thing. Because I still think I, Bob from Playboy. Playboy, I know. I got that in, in my head. Yes. All right. Al Parada is our guest. The uh, book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration, an America First Manifesto. So let's talk some of the specifics in there. How many people uh, got amnesty under Reagan's 1986 amnesty? It's about three. About million? Three million. Yeah. And the idea was at the time, um, we've got problems, but if you sign this, we'll just deal with it. It's impalatable. Uh, but moving forward, then at least it'll all be clean and we can we can be done with this. That's not what happened. No. No, because the element of the security that was supposed to be put in place was not put in place. So the flood was able to continue. Huh. The, pre- the pressures that were, would have been on businesses to not hire legals, mm-hmm. that pressure was taken off. So, so they're still willing to hire illegal immigrants your number blows up they knew they can come in without punishment bada bing so you go from what three million in during reagan's day so three million we made legal in 86 it came 32 years later now uh now there's somewhere between 11 and 25 million depending upon the numbers you believe but at least 11 by their own yeah. count uh, the left's own count in now so all you did was give them an inducement mm-hmm. right you tempted them Come on over here. We've already made other people and didn't put in security. Yeah. Okay. That and that and the idea, even after that experience, that there's some folks who would still want to do that again mm-hmm. is, is lunacy. But again, it's not lunacy if your idea, like you were talking earlier, is to increase your democratic roles. Right. If you, exactly. If you got something like eighty percent of the people. Smart yeah. For 80, them. Yeah. Well, something like eighty percent of the people from Latin America kind of hold to the democratic wow. notion of government su- support. So yeah, sure. Yeah. So even if you want amnesty, unless you are for open borders that we're going to do this again down the road, uh, security still has to be first. Yeah, it has to. You have to solve the problem of why people are coming. And unfortunately, something that's been missed is part of the reason they're coming is because it's attractive. Right. Sure. If if you have a better quality of life here operating in the uh, what they say in the shadows mm-hmm. why would why wouldn't you take that opportunity if if especially if you're getting the benefits one thing that we forget is back in the day of our, our grandparents a gener you know back in the early part of the 20th century if 
they were not supposed to be public charges. They, you signed a document when you came in that you were not going to be on the, on the public rolls. Right. We still have that. We just don't enforce it. But back then, if people didn't make it, they went back. You had in one, there was one period of time where more people from Italy were going back to Italy than were coming. Because they weren't making it. Because they weren't making it. We don't have that anymore because there's so many benefits to be to be had here. Right, exactly. It's not even a question. How can people find your book? Ooh, well, you can get it on Amazon.com. You okay. can also get it on um, Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. websites, and other other fine places where books are sold, and probably some places that aren't so fine. But anyway, that's where you can get it. Amazon.com. We'll uh, we'll tweet out a link to it. It's the Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration, an America First Manifesto. Al Parad is the co-author. Appreciate you joining us in here. Oh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I got to tell you real quick about um, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition's Dawn to Dusk. Now, this is another product that could be very helpful Actually, to the ladies. Actually, I think this won't be right on top because, yep. you know, it introduces fields of greens. Oh, so I, said, I said Dawn to Dusk. That's their original one yes. we talked about. Field of greens, their new And one. the fields of greens, it, it takes them, you know, less time to cook the veggies and more time to cook me the sandwich. I got another. Well, that's just it. You scream for sandwich. Go ahead and have the field of greens so you can eat sandwiches. So you get your vegetables with the field of greens. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about them, like you said, wasting time making mm-hmm. the vegetables when you'd really have a sandwich. Rather, but than I really a don't want to touch anything in the kitchen. Exactly. See, field of greens is vegetables, mm-hmm. but in powder form. It gives you each scoop gives you a full day supply of vegetables. You know, for the system that you're supposed to have for your body to operate healthy. It just go to Field of Greens, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition's uh, BrickhouseDoc.com and look for Field of Greens and uh, get it today. You just mix a scoop with eight ounces of water. You can mix it with uh, orange juice, all kinds. Oh, yeah. Chris, I tried it, it with milk. I tried it with milk. It took my milk green. But still, it's still all right. It's still all right. Field of greens. Not a, it's not a supplement. It's not some no. sort of extract or something Actually, like that. It's not just certain vitamins. It's all of it food. in powdered form, mm-hmm. and it mixes really well. Mix it up, drink it down, and you are good to go. It's prebiotic. It's probiotic. You get those antioxidants your body needs, and it's going to help out the little lady. Yeah. BrickhouseDoc.com. It's BrickhouseDoc.com at Field of Green. You got the C42 tweeting out water. Learn today. Glenn Beck employee plants illegal gun in home of Puerto Rican immigrant. <laughs> That's what Wow. Plants. That is very interesting. Uh, water. Learn today. AHOP is changing the name to International House of Pancakes to International House of Burgers. No one has ever eaten. Right. Okay. So here's the other problem with it. If it's International House of uh, our burgers, international. Yeah. No. No. See. No. Pancakes are Word. even the Koreans have pancakes, and not like pancakes yeah. you want, but still, they're they're pancakes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burgers. Okay. They have some Americanized version or. Uh, they take American burgers and mm-hmm. kind of make them local at different places. But yeah, it's not an international. So why haven't you got rid of the IHO? Yeah. Just make burgers. Just make it be. Just like be like Texas where you see donuts, donut shops, just says donuts. Shouldn't you have at just least gotten rid burgers. of the I? <laughs> right, exactly. Just put burgers. Or just hob. Oh, house of burgers. How about that? I'll actually visit that. What? They, they think they got it, don't they? Oh, yeah. They, it, again, I think it's that knee-jerk reaction. Burgers are hot. Burgers are hot! Burgers are hot. You're right, because burgers, they don't realize the burger craze has, has already passed them by, yes. too. When Five wow. Guys opened, that's when, that's when Burger Craze was up. Oh, my. So, you know the emails flying around uh, IHOB Central today, right? <laughs> Patting each other on the back. Hey, Congratulations, team. It. Great rollout. Great. Excellent. This Great. is going to be crushed in. Great. Crushed we in. We did it. We did it. I want to read the email about eight months from now. Ooh. Sorry to say we're filing chapter, chapter mm. 13. We're going to have to... 
Nice. So chapter 13 to shut it down or we refile. Didn't see which it. ones we which? Didn't see it We're refiling. And then, of course, then the shutdown. This is the Morning Blaze <laughs> with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Appropriation? Yes, please! This is the Morning Blaze. All right, tweets now. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, whew, here we go. You got out uh, direct tweeting out what I learned today. It's still too early for me to learn anything. Let me finish my coffee first. Okay, I understand. That's that fine. does happen That's from fine. time as to time. As long as it's some APR coffee. That's right. That's uh, that's gonna be good. You get it in there. Yeah, we, yeah. we understand. It happens. Yeah, we get it. Uh, keto cop to not make life better for women. For women, uh, go out more with your friends so you don't have to keep moving your feet when she vacuums and mops. It's so frustrating, that, right? You know, and you it's wanna, like I get. See, this one is something I will get because if I am mopping or vacuuming, I don't want any <clears throat> distractions. I just want to get it done. Right, exactly. So, yes. so I get it. You're yes. right. Uh, go out and party with the boys more so they yes. have the house more to themselves partying. to clean. More partying. That yes, makes a yes. lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. Drake tweeting out what I learned today. Tell your wife to make her own damn mind about making sandwiches. Make her own damn mind up by making yes. sandwiches. Like, oh, oh, like hurried it up? Yes. Okay, yes. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Um, you got just a progressive tweeting out, make life better for women. Bought a new top of the line copper burn frying pan for those eggs. You know, the copper fan the, for the infomercial? Oh, right, right, right. So you could get those frying eggs nice here's and one, easy. And here's one for you, too. You know those little uh, paper fans? Ooh, the little hand fan? That you, you get at church. That you get like at church. Yes. That would be one hell of a gift. Mm. Right? Birthday, Mother's Day. Because you get, can hang that right in the kitchen then mm-hmm. and just... Fan yourself out. What if I get her the big one so she can fan me and the oh, electricity the mm, will not go as high. Chris, no, I, let's try and save more money. I like where your head's at. Um, blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. I have serving burger. It's like Olive Garden serving Chinese food. Um. Yeah, I know. I know, right? But here's the thing. Burgers were on the menu before. So it's not like Olive Garden has Chinese on the menu. This is just so stupid. I... <laughs> I really wish I had access to know what their motivations were. I mean, obviously it's business or you think yeah. it would be business. Somehow they think this is their solution and that's what I cannot. Solution to what, Dr. To being better or whatever. To like sales By going way, down. I hopped it pretty well when you were in there. I hopped good. Yes. I like right? the pancakes. We went. When Cal was here. Yeah. We at least go like what? Twice a week? Yeah, we go all the time. I hopped yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. See, that's just whatever. All right. That, <laughs> Another mistake made. Hey, Matt's joining us in studio. Matt Carter, founder of Emory, is it? Is that the name of the band? Emory's the band. Emory's yep. the band. Tell me about Emory. Emory is uh, what, you know, we, we just take the, the label Screamo. So I'm sure your listeners and viewers are new to that, but we, it's, that's a derivative of the genre of emo, which is emotional music. Right. Which is sad, shoegazery kind of a thing. And yeah. then we get in there and juice it up with hardcore music and make it really aggressive and screamy and 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 all that too so it's both of those things it's something i got into doing when i was about 20 
20 years ago, so now I'm a 40-year-old dad of two, and I still had to play screamo music. So, but yours is a little bit different, right? Yours is uh, more of a Christian base, is that yeah, right? It, yeah, it, we came came out of the Christian. A lot of the, that the, these real underground music scenes are crossed over between vegan, straight edge, Christian. It was all this underground movement and stuff right. that there, there's a bunch of things, and sometimes they emerge and, and break through. And our genre was able to, you know, it has some Christian and non Christian stuff in it, okay. but it's able to kind of come together in that way. It's been kind of so. Fun. When you say wait, you say vegan, you mean like vegan, vegan, vegans? That was a music genre as well. No, no. See, oh. that's what I'm saying. It's, oh, okay. You know, that's what I was like. It's like punk music, though. It's you know, punk okay. music has all this activism built into it. Okay, so, I see what you're saying. Like naturally. <laughs> oh, so. I had so much. I was like comedy gold for tomorrow. I was ready to. I was like, well, we've been on tours with bands that are you know militant vegans, and we're, right. we're a Christian screamo band. Like you just that's you realize kind that's of, redundant, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you know how you could tell a vegan. Tell Don't you. wait, they'll tell you. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Never at all. So, uh, where are you based out of, by the way? Seattle. Seattle. And what are you doing in town? Well, I'm in town where we were, we were playing shows, so we're passing through um, doing Emory shows. So. Emory shows, yeah. excellent. So you got a you got a family that's got to be kind of difficult now versus the young days, right? Well, it's uh, it's not easy, but there's something about the responsibility of it that is, you know, you put yourself in a position where people depend on you, you know, mm-hmm. like a family, and I think it makes you, you know, do a little bit, you know, you have to perform, right? You know, is, and so it's, I, I kind of take the responsibility of that seriously, and it makes me a better person to do it. So it's a little harder. It's got to be difficult though, money too, because I mean, the the uncertainty of of gigs, right? Because I mean, oh, yeah. it's kind of feast or famine. Right. Well, so we did this band for a long time, and we're just lucky that it worked. But it works enough not to make as much as my peers that finished medical school or software engineers or anything like that. We got. We st- have that same issue. Yeah. We, we, we thought we'd do it for a couple of years, and then, like most bands, you'd fall apart, and then we'll move on with our lives. But it just never did. So it's yeah. just now, now here, here I'm in. Here you are. Forty years old. We got to figure out how to make it work for the second half of life. Here. So is it is it constantly trying to find the um, the little angles to make sure you're monetizing it? Is that what it yeah. is? Yes. So some new album. I mean, well, internet's got to make it much easier, and social mm-hmm. media's got to make that a little bit easier. Um, but uh, and uh, products and um, merchandising and stuff is mm-hmm. that is that what it is? It's the constant. Well, really, it's the the. Unfortunately, for some, it's the it's the travel and the touring and the live experiences okay. that you had to create if you really want to to, mm-hmm. to to make money. So it's the, everything's gone to where you know music's free. That went away in about 2007. Right. People stopped paying for music, mm-hmm. and so. But the the thing seems to be in entertainment in general is to make something amazing and make it as accessible as possible. Make a core audience that really supports you. And go out and do the shows and build these lifetime customers, but fans. Yeah, you know base and we have that in spades so we we've got it we started when the band and the music industry started falling apart and being more difficult a bunch of other of the competition kind of went away so right and so we've survived and we've been Mm -hmm. here and we've been connected to our fans really good we started podcasting in the last few years and there's so many so many good business and life lessons right there right and what you just said there's like four of them Mm -hmm. i want to get to okay so the first thing you said in today's world yeah it's about building that brand Mm -hmm. it's not the instant pay Mm -hmm. right it used to be like you said music or whatever it's like here's the product or service pay me you're good it was a pretty simple process now that's not it it's uh, it's building the brand and uh, and the following, all of that mm-hmm. coming with it, which is difficult for a lot of older people to understand. They're like, how do you monetize it? It's like, well, there's a lot of ways that come with that, but mm-hmm. it's just not as obvious as you would think. So building the brand, whether it's 
making pancakes or burgers <laughs> or a band or a radio show or whatever is, See, is really on that about one is called a brand. Uh, brand identity crisis. Yeah, have you ever considered giving this all up and uh, having Emery make pancakes on tour? Is that, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you missed something on that, but I think it might have to do with the uh, war on carbs and the is pancakes. That, you think that's it? Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little bit too that. Too. <laughs> your burger, you can just get, you know, the protein kind of is big. So. so that the other cool thing you mentioned um, was, um, and I forgot the second part of what you said there. Got to go do those live experiences. Yes. Is that it? Yeah, the live experiences. That's huge being out and about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's fun, too, because there's a lot of room to uh, kind of innovate there because some of that stuff gets stale over time. You know, it's just... The, you know, rock venues haven't changed that much, but the, but people want a more and more interactive experience. They want to be connected to you, not just this big arena rock band that's inaccessible. So uh, we got into doing podcasts and making our personalities mm-hmm. known and who we are. And we do experiences where we, we, we even did a conference recently where we could meet people and spend the weekend. And that's more about our podcast than our than our band. But we do, uh, you know, try to design our concerts where we're going to have a VIP packages or whatever so we'll do acoustic shows and q a and meet everybody in the like 5 or 6 p.m kind of a thing mm-hmm. and make sure that they get to meet each other and that, that something's happening at the event so you got to get the music right and yeah. the other bands right you make the experience good and they'll come back and they'll tell their friends so that's the other part of something we've uh, learned over and over again especially with younger generations but it's not exclusive to younger generations and that is it's about the experience mm-hmm. older generations mm-hmm. get this in a slightly different way Money or the price of an item or product or service that you're selling is almost secondary or tertiary in today's world. Mm-hmm. Used to be years go by, you're what's the price of the burger and I'll decide if that's a better product and this and that, I'll factor that in. But price is huge. It's still out there. But it matters less in the in the idea that people are willing to pay if they get the experience they want. Mm-hmm. They will sacrifice, and much to Generation uh, Z's and the Millennials' credit, they are prioritizing and willing to do without other things mm-hmm. in order to have the money to buy this experience they want, right? It's That's right. the the experience. I don't know any other way to put it. It's the overall takeaway mm-hmm. you get, right, in total. Yeah, I used to think that was a silly millennial kind of thing, and now I'm starting to get it. I'm not a millennial. I'm not on the other yeah. side of that. And so I, I used to think that, you know, that's just somebody just saying, I want to backpack around Europe, and I don't care about anything. I thought that's what that, that's the <laughs> right. kind of thought of it's experience not. in that. But, or I, I go to restaurants that cost way too much. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's more. there is more than that, and it has to do with – connection to other people and community that's a part and of that, it, yeah. that's actually what i think everybody's looking for and we're isolated mm-hmm. in daily life way more than ever before mm-hmm. and so i think this is uh, their way of trying to have you know tangible interconnected human experiences with people and it's necessary if we're going to keep going forward technologically mm-hmm. into the future we're going to have to pay for it's okay if it's commoditized or turned into art you know the things that we do to be connected to humans which sure. is just a basic need so let's let's look at it this way for maybe an older generation to understand the experience part of it if i said okay the experience of buying a burger and the whole thing mm-hmm. they might be like dude i like the burger it was good then you're not getting it look at it like an African safari mm-hmm. or a trip to the Middle East or wherever, someplace that you, a long thing that's an experience, a, a, a trip, a vacation. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go there? Well, right. Uh, you want to go there because it's an experience. Mm-hmm. And then the takeaway, aside from what's happening over the course of those two weeks or week or whatever, is the memory of it, right? right. So it's the connection, the thing you're doing, and then the memory. You think of it like, you know, you could have a six pack at home, or it costs 
$12, or you can go out to a pub with four other people nice. where maybe the drink costs $12. Okay. They're, they're very different things. One's just you get the beer. The other <laughs> right, one is you right. have an experience. So mm-hmm. it's an extension of that line of thing. You know what it's like to sit around with people and share something. Absolutely. And, so and then the, one part of it I think is probably quality about the product itself mm-hmm. as well. Um, if it's something like a phone where it's a better experience while you use it, that's probably obvious. But I would say using your beer example, I just don't drink domestic beer. I'm done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I do not get the same joy I get out of, uh, you know, more flavorful microbrew type beers. So I don't do it. You're a millennial at heart. See, see that? That's what it is. That's funny. Don't That's really that. funny. Do see, not give I'm him young, that. Chris. No. So you guys think I'm old. You are. I'm old. down with it. How many times have you locked yourself out of your email? Okay, <laughs> stop. It's out again. It's, this morning was really. It's a bad morning. Who's That's logging and using right now? Yours. Okay. It's just okay. Anyway. But so it's about the product too. Yeah, you're right. It's about the experience of going out or whatever. But I have a better user experience drinking certain beer than I do mm-hmm. others. So that's probably part of it. So quality matters as well, right? So it certainly does. I mean, that'll separate things in the end. You know? so, and these are all things we constantly are looking for because we talk so much about business and people finding ways to make their lives better. So if you understand what people are wanting right now in products and services, mm-hmm. so like you said, community, interaction, involvement. Um, we know loneliness is a huge problem in the world. It's the reason, one of the reasons so many people are taking their own lives. And then quality of experience, uh, the quality of the products or service is part of the experience. All of these things matter. Absolutely. And, and just giving people stuff that's, you know, free and accessible right away as the, the front door of that. So, you know, what we were, I got to be feeling irritated that people didn't really know who I was. I've been in this band for 10, 15 years, and I'm just the guy that plays guitar, has this haircut, or plays that guitar. <laughs> and so that's when we got into podcast. We do a podcast called The Bad Christian Podcast, and that's actually our full-time gig. That actually, we do better with that than the band a lot now. So it's just those two things that I spend my time doing, and that gives people that you know, it's really increased the sales of our, our band, just that all of our fans and beyond have come in this podcast community and know what we're like and what our kids are up to and when we're talking about new music and whatever topics we're tackling there that makes them even more likely to want to come see us when we do a a live podcast or a concert or all that kind of stuff i just got a text from uh, a buddy of ours dude i love emery their bad christian podcast and label are very edgy don't agree with all they say but love (laughs) but love the work hard be better ethic uh, very building America appropriate as well. And that's one of the segments we do on this program or whatever, but that's just from a friend of ours. It's actually uh DM and DM. Oh, who very is, good. Uh, he has, uh, yeah. Who has America pride roaster copy who yes. just randomly was listening and sent that and said he loves you. So <laughs> well, he better be listening. So you got the following out there, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you want him listening just to be honest. <laughs> I'll take them all. He's yeah. very, <laughs> <not discriminating>. He's <laughs> shady, He's very, very shady. businesslike, yes. which is one uh, um, other part of this too. Uh, working hard and staying with it. Mm-hmm. We've learned over and over again uh, from all kinds of entrepreneurs, entertain part of the key to success is just staying with it. Uh, uh, yeah. If anything that you start doing right now, whether you do it well or not, if you're still highly motivated and working hard at it in five years, you'll be good at it, relatively speaking. You may right. not be top performer in the world, but if you if anything you take to do and, and really stay with it, you're, you're going to outlast most other people. So you'll be in the 
you'll be up there eventually if you it's can a numbers keep at game, it. right? But it's, but it's if you don't have the motivation, you're going to quit. You know, if you just come up with some random goal like, oh, I'd like to be on stage one day and make a million dollars, you'll quit before you get there. <laughs> that, but you have to love the process. Right. Is all there right. is to it. If you like driving and sleeping in a van on floors, playing for small crowds, then you're in. Then and then you're going to do that for ten years. You won't be playing for small crowds at the end of ten years. Yeah, you'll be some, you'll figure that's it out. A great that's, way to look yes. at it too. Yeah. Well, and I've always said to people too, whatever the journey is, you're learning to you know. Uh, uh, be in a band and you know hoping to be successful what whatever it is you're writing a book you're in a factory you're a doctor it doesn't matter if i tell you it's going to take 10 years first of all uh it's easier because you're like oh 10 years okay i just keep mm-hmm. at it right. you, you know it's going to happen sometimes you don't know if it's going to be five years or 20 years or whatever right. and then finally it's easy to start any of these projects mm-hmm. let's go do it right it's easy when you get towards the end. Some money starts coming in or you have some successes. gets a little bit easier. It's that meaty chunk in the middle where you're sleeping in the van mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know if we're going to have to do this another 30 years before we start making money or whatever it is, right? That's the part that's hard to keep motivated. Yeah, but that's why you can't do it for the money. It's got to be the, the, it's gotta be the it enjoyment the, of it. Yeah, or for the art you're making or the impact you're making, whatever it is. That right. Or just hanging out with your friends. That's the part that keeps it fun is... You're on stage for an hour. You write an album every couple of years, but you are the camaraderie of traveling and doing stuff with your friends that you know super well and do that becomes really, really important and valuable. And it's a lot of fun. So when it's time to go, it's I'm excited to go. So how can people find out more about you and uh, your Bad Christian podcast? Well, I'm sure that Google will be kind to. <laughs> okay. bad, we we named uh, the, the Bad Christian podcast, the whole thing, we named it Bad Christian uh, because we just thought it was a funny take on everybody wants to be a good Christian. That's kind of nonsense because it's all just kind of fake for the right. most part, part. And so somebody said, what about bad Christian? And I said, well, there's no way that domain's available. Totally available. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody touched in a million years. I said, that's perfect. So we just kind of, you know, so I'm sure Google will be kind if you just look at all bad right, Christian. We'll tweet out a link to it as well. <laughs> hey, it was great to meet you. Really appreciate it. Uh, Matt Carter uh, from uh, the band Emery. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Thank you. it. Got to tell you uh, about um, uh, a new book, a new book that's now available stores it's in paperback for the first time called the list it's an explosive unrelenting techno thriller from powerhouse author uh, j.a conrath it starts with a body and ends with a bang when a murder investigation uncovers a top secret genetic experiment a detective learns that he and his nine strange and nine strangers have a lot more in common than just a mysterious tattoo their very existence is part of a conspiracy decades in the making. You're going to love it because it's a twisted plot that runs deep into the very heart of the American government. Love books like this. When the enemy has a uh, full force of the FBI and the police and some of the most ruthless killers in history at the disposal, he might just be too powerful to overcome. One, uh, over two million copies of this book have been sold worldwide. Now, for the first time, you can get the list in paperback at your local Walmart uh, or other bookstores. You can also get it online. Visit jaconrath.com for more information. jaconrath.com. It's a great read and will keep you enthralled and wanting more. It's called The List, available paperback uh, in paperback for the first time. It's jaconrath.com. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Thompson.
got to tell you about the uh, the big Mercury One Museum. I don't know much about it, but I'm going to be here giving tours. I tell you this, I took this from Glenn's desk. I think is the Declaration of Independence. Uh, I don't think this is the original. But I took it from his desk. See, see, see. Yeah, I think this. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the original. Oh. I could be wrong. Okay, well, yeah, we'll I don't be think here. he'd be leaving that. It, uh, I'm, I'm guessing to be a little more valuable than most of the things. Are you sure? Yeah, exactly. Okay, this. so explain what's going on with this museum. Well, this I don't week in museum, it. we have the rights and responsibility represented by Mercury One. What are my rights and responsibilities? And that's what you learn in this museum, Doc. No, I mean, I, I have like rights and responsibilities as part of this, right? Yes, I'm, so like, you'll be, be doing a tour on Friday. Okay. You'll be doing a tour. And, and what be, are my rights and responsibilities of that tour? You will teach them. Their rights and responsibilities. I see. Here, there's one flaw with that. Okay. I don't know the uh, rights and responsibilities. That there's are a cheat sheet that we'll give you, and you'll be look all nice and smart. All right. So we want people to come and yes, sign up. Yes. Yes. How do they get more information? And Go tickets? to mercuryone.org/museum2018. Mercuryone.org. If Jeffy gets museum. more people signing up, I will lose my mind. We have to win. Plus, if we win and we get sold out. They get a little kind of like surprise, something like this, maybe. I don't know. That's not a surprise if you tell them about it. Oh, okay. But there's nice shirts and hats that yes. can be had as well. Just go to mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org for more info. Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned only extremely hot women or extremely ugly women are stared at in the office. Yes, yes, yes. For very different reasons. Very, very. If you're not being stared at, you're right in the meaty middle. Yep. But that's good, because yep. you only have a little way to go to get stared at again. Yep. We learned that, yes, I was being a snarky douchebag to Alyssa Milano over the weekend, but she can't but prove that. they didn't know that. They didn't know it. <laughs> we learned that the Blaze office is very female-friendly, because women have plenty of places to cry. Yes. And plenty of things to cry about. Yes. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Dr. Tossum pulled a Chris Christie. You are like right there in their heads. I am right there, there, sitting in the lawn chair of so Melissa Milano's amazed head. Amazed by that, and then leave it to Doc Thompson to trigger the entire left and make it about his tiny sack. That's right, exactly. It's just nice that somebody's interested in somehow, my tiny sack. Somehow the tiny sack got involved. I don't know how, but somehow. You know what's funny? All this tiny sack talk mm -hmm. and your picture in the bathroom never came up. I know, right? My, that is very well, that's upsetting. from here up. But if it had oh, been okay. yours in the nurse outfit, it probably would have. Yes, what yes. if anything did the listeners learn today? You got Stephen English tweeting out what I learned today. And always carry some motto with you for those times she gets a little snippy. Oh, carry the mite all when yeah. she gets a little snippy. That's yeah. a great point. So, you know what? You have the official kit and then you have the extra little side yes. ones. Probably what yes. you do. That's a good call. Uh, shh, shh, just take shh. Just keep, shh, 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 take Adonis Slug tweeting out what I learned today. If a person's faith helped them through be the valedictorian is certainly noteworthy. Wait, what? If a person's, a person's faith, faith helped them through to be the valedictorian, is it's certainly noteworthy. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, uh, Farm point. Tech Steve tuning out water alone today. Make her feel pretty by comparing her looks to another woman. Oh, that's a great. That's hashtag. Make a woman feel better. Yes. No. Make uh, a make woman life better, better for, for a woman. woman. Wow, make we life forgot that. Make, make life, life better, better for women. That's right. Yeah. Compare her to other women so she knows how she stacks yes, up. Yes. Yes. Right. Mr. D. Camp tweeting out: Make life better for women. Less laundry with bigger, better wash and dry. Hey, I didn't get those new numbers on procrastination. I'll get to them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? A uh, building America and Hobby Lobby is joining joining us. Like the Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Oh wow. What is Glenn have coming up? He's talking about North Korea. And what is he wearing? A uh, cowboy boot sandals. Mm. Not not a sack. No. Oh. 
Remember the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. So inappropriate. The Morning Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs>